0: All right, Ruthie, say it. You know the line.
1: Word podcast number
0: 42.
1: <laughs> 42. Go. Oh, go. Okay. Okay. Okay.
0: It's okay. good enough. Hi, Ruthie.
1: Hey, what's up? Hey.
0: Hi, Sam. <laughs> How's it going, Dylan? It's going well uh ruthie edwards hi sam lotion yes sir laushteen (laughs) how do you spell it it's it's l o e s c h e n yep that's it that's exactly it i'm really bad at pronouncing last names but i'm really good at spelling
2: them there you go my wait so you're you're not a phonetic speller at all like if you see a word you like you just don't like, based on the spelling of it, you can't extrapolate what it should sound
0: like? I mean, I can most of the time, you know, but your last name's German, Eastern European. Right, it's, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's 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 pretty weird. That part of weird. the world, you know. My last it's, name's Alvento, it's Italian, so like, as yeah. soon as you go past the Italian peninsula, the farther east you go, yeah. I'm lost. It just doesn't work. I'm yeah. lost. <laughs> my, um, I had a boss in one of my previous jobs, her last name was Schulteis. And she was How do you lo- spell that? What? It's S C H U L T H E I S. Damn.
1: I lost you like halfway through that.
0: And she was like, "Spell my last name." And it was like the second week of me working with her, and I was like, "There it is." And she's like, "Wow." There are people to this day who I'm friends with who still can't remember that. So, so yeah, welcome, welcome aboard. Yeah, this is pretty good cool. to be here. Welcome aboard. Um, it's kind of week two of me abandoning my friends who have left me. <laughs> And bringing in the RVA game jams people and mm-hmm. having them talk about game stuff, and so oh, here you won't are. miss
2: them. We're much better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: <double. laughs> I asked Mason if he listened to the to last week's IL list at the beginning. So we just got to get like ten minutes in, and then we can call, talk all kinds of shit. Okay, sweet. All I'm kinds in. of shit. All kinds of shit. All kinds of shit. Sounds good. Um, but yeah. So. Like I said, you guys are also kind of part of the RVA Game Jams community. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ruthie, you've kind of been a member longer than me because I remember you were like the first Dar I went to.
1: I feel like we joined at the same time, the Did first we? Global Game Jam 2014.
0: I wasn't at that one. Okay. I started Lumendari 30, which was okay. like August 2014. The one right after that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So my, I've been in it for two and a half years ish uh-huh. now. Um, so my first one was a global game jam and in, in 2014 I came into it with no experience whatsoever uh, so I've learned a lot since then and um, love everyone here it's awesome
0: yeah uh, and Sam how long you've been doing this because I, I think I'm the baby
1: okay
0: like, yeah I, yeah <laughs> yeah
2: um no I, I my first uh, I moved to Richmond in Janu- oh. in January oh, okay. right yeah so I'm like new to the area but um my first. Uh, game Jam was Global Game Jam also in January um, and then we did Ludum Dare 35. Yeah, this,
0: this past great. one. That sounds right. That sounds yeah. like a
2: number. Um, yeah, Ludum Dare 35 uh, and that was my first Ludum Dare. So, yeah. I'm I'm pretty new to Game Jams in general, but I've
0: been making games for a
2: while.
1: He's Sa- awesome at it. Sam's Aww. first Ludum
2: Dare fair. comes
0: in the top 100
1: games I know. <laughs> ranking. That's totally Aww, not fair. Thanks. Yeah, that, that,
0: that felt pretty good. That was
2: pretty cool. <laughs> I didn't, like, I saw 99, and I was like, oh, and w- <laughs> Will Blant, 99, and Will Blant was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, that? that's your first Ludum Dari, that's crazy, and I felt bad, because it made me sound, you know, super pretentious or something, but it was still really cool to be like, all right, top 100, barely, like, I, I'm totally well, excited about that. Also, if you, like, don't have a sense of, like,
0: the scale of the game jam. Yeah,
2: I mean, like, well, because it was my first time, so I had no idea, like, hey, there's 3,000 games or something that are going to be in this, so yeah. it's like, you know... How there there's no like there there was no preconception of like how good 99 is, which is you know you you did pretty well too. Yours was
1: I maybe this one was maybe top 300. I have cracked the top 100 once.
2: Didn't you? Didn't you win? Uh,
1: oh, like humor I, I, or I, I, something I, one yeah. time? <laughs> yeah, you did. I, you did. I got first place in humor on my first Ludum Dare game. So. Kind of got like, yeah, so no, see, big that's big deal. Deal. <laughs> no big deal.
2: Yeah, no big got deal. A little
1: cocky, oh, um, my God. but I've I no, not been able to beat that since. I think my last one did maybe top 10 for humor, but you know, I don't think I'll ever be able to get number one again. It's just, it's always like that. Well, for no, me. With, not with that attitude, <laughs>
0: Ruthie, your real defeatist attitude.
1: No, it happens to me every time. Like the first time I was going to be like, I'm going to make vines, I'm going to get vine famous. I made one vine, it got a thousand likes, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, I'm. I'm awesome at this, and then I've never been able to replicate that ever.
2: You're just like a one-hit wonder with everything that you do. You should start making music. Mm, that's not a can, bad
1: idea. Yeah. This song is incredible.
0: <laughs> and then you know, in a year, you'll be completely obscure. I mean, I don't know. I feel like that—that's just kind of how business business goes. You know, yeah. like yeah. especially with the stuff Mason and I are trying to do. It's like you know, you just gotta you just gotta keep keep working on it until. You know, something hits. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally.
1: Um, I think you got to explore different stuff every time. So that's something I've tried to do as well. That's something that Momin, another RVA game jammer, he's really good at. He'll pick up a whole new engine every time or new art style. Just do something completely different. I think yeah, that's the he's way to do it. Yeah, he's super well-rounded. Yeah.
0: It's 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 uh, pretty impressive. I need someone to try out Lumberjack for me and tell me how good Lumberjack is.
2: Oh, uh, dude. Um, I mean, it's basically CryEngine, right? Like, Yeah, it's it, built it's, on CryEngine. Yeah. I, I, I want to check it out, but, like... With some AWS stuff mixed mm-hmm. in with it. Yeah, it seems it's going to be good for, like, you know, your AAA... Is, is AA game developer thing? I don't know. But well, like your, it was then, uh, and then
0: now it's, like, coming back, because I feel like the triple I is becoming the AA right, yeah. of the development mm-hmm. world.
2: Yeah, but, um, yeah, I think it's going to be, like, your... You know, it, it, it's definitely for, like, your 50-plus team members, um, like, larger studios, yeah uh, People that would actually have a reason to use AWS, right? Um, you know, so I, I, don't know, I definitely, I definitely am interested in it. It's interesting to me, and maybe a little scary that Amazon is trying to get into the game development
0: world. But like, well, it's like they're just this company that's just amorphous blob that's just absorbing yeah, all of right. these resources, like Kim <laughs> Swift and yeah. all of these people, and then you just never see them again. And it's yep. like, what are they doing? And then it's like, we made a game engine. It's like, okay what are you building with this? Like you had, like I'm waiting for like kind of the, the tide to turn and then like coming out with like, we made 50 games. Right. And mm-hmm. they're all only available on the fire TV. <laughs> yeah. It'll right. be
1: interesting to see what happens. Cause I feel like a lot of these big media companies or not even media, but telecom companies like Comcast and Verizon, they're trying to make their own content. They're making their own TV shows and movies now, which is weird because they're kind of like a utility. Yeah. Um, so I, I feel like maybe Amazon's trying to do some of that in with games. It feels really strange. I mean, have
0: you watched any other TV shows
1: on Amazon? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
0: like I like Man in a High Castle. I haven't seen anything else, but I mean, Transparent did really well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um. I like. Uh. Red Oaks is an Amazon original. Oh. I not a lot of, of people watch those, but um. There's some yeah. Shows. I have
2: no. I've yeah. <laughs> I've never watched an Amazon show. You guys are like. i like. What's that show? Never heard of it. Huh. They're yeah. like
1: really high quality. They put a ton of money like into high it. Value. Well, yeah. Netflix shows. Yeah, like, but it's yeah. Like,
2: like House of Cards. is A really like high production value yeah, show. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. But um, it's
1: not as accessible because you have to have Prime. Right. So.
0: Yeah, but like. That's like their whole strategy is just like keep shoving stuff into Prime. Yeah. So Prime just keeps looking more and more appealing and then they just slowly increment the price yeah, of Prime.
2: See, so that's what I was going to say about about uh, Lumberjack is that, okay, So so Steam or Valve really got Steam started with people being able to use Source. Right, like that was like a big reason for Steam to exist. In, it was,
0: in the early days. It was that, and also you could only get Half Life Two on Steam. Right. Yeah. So,
2: so, so, but they—that's what they used to make a lot of their products with. And I wonder if Amazon is trying to have like be their own game publisher.
0: Yeah. I think. I think. I, I, I think. So. I think that's what's happening. Like they're yeah. buying like developers and turning them into first-party developers and right. just trying to make their own service i don't but i'm just curious like how the platform is going to work i wonder if they're going to try to be just like pc platform agnostic or if it's like like i said before jokingly like amazon fire stuff right because that's what they did with the angry birds developer
2: yeah i mean i think i i I think it's going to be your mainstream consoles and stuff there's clearly not room for another console like that's kind of been thrown out the window like there's pretty much like these three and that's all we will ever have in pc um and being that they bought CryEngine, that's like a very like high production value piece of software. Like you're not making Angry Birds in CryEngine, right? You know, like that's like you're making Crisis or something that will run on like you know a, a high end console or or PC or something like that. So it seems to me like they're trying to stay in software, if I had to guess.
0: But. Yeah, and there are hardware initiatives. Like I mean, the Fire Phone is dead in the water. Right. And yeah, I don't know how how well the 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 fire tablets and the Fire TV is doing. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Hmm. But I mean it's just it's weird because like a lot of that stuff is like like that was the whole point of the Kindle originally. It was just let's put this device out so you'll consume more Amazon content. Right. Like, so you'll buy more ebooks yeah. from us. So you'll do that. Like it's it's like an inverse of the Apple equations. Like Apple's like, let's make the software really good so you'll keep buying the hardware. 'Cause we make all our money on the hardware. But Amazon's kinda the reverse. It's like, all right, let's make the hardware really cheap so you keep investing in our services. So we'll just keep right. getting that a hundred dollars from you every year for Prime.
2: Yeah, I mean I I, I willingly pay Prime, like that's a great oh, deal yeah. to yeah. me. Yeah. Just because it's like, all right, well, <laughs> Oh, and since you get that like twenty you know.
0: percent discount on pre orders
2: on right. new games. There's I mean you're you're like they, they have such a, a people don't think about it, but they have such a monopoly on the market that you're literally robbing yourself to not have Amazon Prime if you're going to use their service that much. Right. You mm-hmm. know,
0: so definitely makes sense. But yeah. I'm, I'm curious how that's going to work. But I mean, like Lumberjack's completely free outside the AWS stuff. Like if you need multiplayer or servers, like you have to use AWS. Right. And that's where you start paying them. But outside that, there's no revenue split. There's no right. nothing.
2: Really? Yeah. Mm. Completely huh? free. Yeah. Mm. I mean, that's, that's the impressive part because even Unity, like, like, I'm sure you guys have heard about all this, you know, yeah, I was, splash mm-hmm. screen shenanigans.
3: <laughs> I was so pissed. Right? I was like, okay, there's a cheaper oh
2: tier.
0: God. So there's a cheaper tier. So there's like two paid tiers of Unity now. And one's called Plus and one's called Pro. Right. right. So Pro, how much is Pro now? It's like 120? Pro is 125. And
2: the thing that sucks about it is there was originally like, like my friend Eli. Um, he uses it, but only makes PC games. So he didn't need iOS and Android support. Yeah, because that that was a right. huge thing. They rolled
0: a, it into it and increased the price. Yeah, because people originally because exporting to building to iOS and Android was like a, a how much was the add on? You had to buy the oh add-on. geez,
2: yeah, it was. It, I I don't remember how much monthly it was, but it was like a whole other. Oh, so it was pro a mo- it was a monthly expense. Right. Yeah. So that ad gets you have your originally you had your pro license, and then you could add on your your other licenses for whatever platforms
0: you were targeting. Right um so yeah but then they had a step down called plus that like so since unity 5 all of the actual features are free like all the baked in lighting yeah, the lighting system and stuff, everything right. like that is completely free yeah and then they all their additional services <laughs> like their multiplayer stuff and and whatever their cloud builds or whatever yeah is is the stuff you pay for so there's now this 35 dollar tier called plus where you know you get some of the pro stuff um and I was like, finally, like I would pay that. Like, I mean, obviously, I was eventually going to pay the seventy-five dollars for the old version of Pro to get rid of that fucking splash screen, right? And then Jesus, I was like, I was like, okay, I'll I'll drop the thirty-five to get the get rid of the splash screen, and, and it's like up to a hundred thousand um, dollars before you have to, you know, bite the bullet and then get the higher tier, right? You still had to get the fucking splash screen. Pay thirty five right, dollars a month, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me?" So apparently, all these people went up in arms about it, and so now they got rid of the splash screen th- requirement for Plus, <laughs> and they boosted the revenue uh, ceiling to two hundred thousand, I think. Yes.
2: So, um, but the one other thing they did was you cannot buy like just a month of Plus now; you have to buy it, you have to commit to a year. So, hmm. right. Um, so if you it's $35 a month but you're paying you know that times 12 so whatever like yeah. it's like you know you're paying for a full year's subscription.
0: It, what I was going to say about so like So I can't so I can't <laughs> do what probably everyone has done uh, where they yep. buy it the month before they publish their game to get rid of the splash screen and then cancel their subscription immediately afterwards. Yeah, you can cancel your
2: subscription because like that's the dilemma I'm doing with right now because Silent Earth I want to release early fall, right? Um And I have no reason to buy plus other than to get rid of the splash screen, right? right? And for for my game, which is like, feels like, like found software kind of, it's like supposed to be like a simulation. That splash screen is especially detrimental. Right. Because it breaks you out of that. Right. Exactly. So, so in my case, like, it's like, all right, well, do I want to be using Unity in a year after all this?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. So right. you have to have mm-hmm. like the future. Should I just
2: buy it now so I'm getting like that two months where I'm not like monetary, like financially obligated to use it?
0: Yeah, I see yeah. that because you were talking about that on the Slack channel. So we have to bring up the Slack channel every time I yeah, talk to yeah. the yeah. RPG yeah. Yeah, games talk people. The Slack channel. because um, <laughs> uh, you were just saying that you wanted to move away from Unity, but did you want to move away? From unity because of this payment stuff or do you want to move away from unity for other reasons and this is kind of like expediting your exodus from oh, unity oh man
2: I don't know um I I, th- I think A when I was saying that stuff I was I was frustrated I was drunk Just uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it, man you know Funny. week long <laughs> bender was like yeah go on. anyways um, $100,000 my
0: ass <laughs> right
2: no I was I was pretty frustrated but like the I think the reason why is because like this sort of behavior is what you start to see in declining companies. So it's just, it's not, it's maybe not a direct indicator of like Unity's bad now, but it's definitely a red flag. A and B. I mean, I think there, are, I think there are open source alternatives that are like about to be just as good. Like Godot, there's that Banshee engine that I sent you. Um, Banshee's like pretty still r- pretty raw still like they have a lot more to do but it's still very
0: and there's you know you know the Will Blanton's gold standard of patch flex yeah and, and things <laughs> like that
2: right um, so I I don't know I I think Unity's still a great engine um, it's very ubiquitously used there's definitely reasons for that like that it's so popular but it it would be cool to kind of explore some other stuff yeah and break away
0: mm-hmm. I I'm very fearful of change as a person yeah like when we were moving i was like i hate this i hate this i hate this so like probably getting me out of unity especially at a point where i'm like finally feeling semi-comfortable like you know right. as a game developer and as a programmer like then being kind of thrown into like ue or something else and like all right now learn you know the the flow of how this software works like, yeah oh, Fucking God damn it. you're gonna do that at some point though
1: no i know i yeah. know
0: it's just it's Me. Right. Me being me. It was like the night I started using A Sprite, and like every five minutes, I just looked over at Will and I was like, I fucking hate this. (laughs) It was like, because none of my Photoshop knowledge translates over. Like all of these, like, like yeah, it's not working. Except now they like upgraded a bunch of stuff, like with the new patch for A Sprite and like fixed a bunch of stuff. So now it recognizes like Wacom, pen erasers, and crap like that. Oh Oh, man. But now I can't, I, I don't know how to download the the update because it's like oh you need to validate that you have you purchased a software oh. like, ah. see i
1: have it through steam and it's so funny to see will using it on steam because it says now playing a sprite 1000 hours logged on it and i'm like because <laughs> he probably Man. turned
0: it on and then doesn't shut yeah, it off he's
1: using it during game jams and he has it on all weekend um
0: <laughs> also
2: he's i but, mean will, will's a brilliant pixel artist so it's like
1: He's the I mean, yeah, triple it's, it's threat because like, he's yeah. awesome at programming. He's awesome at art, and he's incredible at music too. Yeah, how so is, it's it's just not fair. How
0: was this synth uh, lesson? That was really really,
1: yeah. Cool. Yeah. was really, really cool. Yeah, he really knows his stuff and knows how to explain it really well. Um, everything from like you know the oscillator goes through the generator. I mean the 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 filters, and then you put the envelope on it, and um, <laughs> a lot of it's over my head, but it sounded awesome and. And I wanna get into it. It sounds fun.
2: Mm -hmm. I don't I don't get how he throws presentations together so quickly. He's like, Yeah, I just kinda put this together like you know, like yesterday. I just I just not really finished it. And it's like this really well put together presentation with like animations of like (laughs) here's what all these different oscillators do and the difference between a sawtooth oscillator and a sine wave oscillator and a square wave oscillator and all this different stuff. And it was really impressive and very informative and like enough into the weeds that you could like ask questions Uh but not so much that you are just like you know falling asleep right um so so like i don't know it's just crazy i'm trying to put together this presentation about um like game feel and sensations and games and juice and stuff Mm. like that um and i
0: know it won't be as good as any will's presentations (laughs) i mean i think some people are just more naturally inclined to like giving presentations like that like especially as a business student yeah i would walk in Especially for like entrepreneurship um, classes. And just some people are like, feel like they need note cards, which yeah. is fine. Like, if, 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 if that, if that helps you. But and then they like, you know, have practice it and practice it and practice it with our mm-hmm. group. And I'm very much like, all right, I know the 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 main points. I'm gonna walk up here, and like, if I screw up, I screw up, whatever. But like, <laughs> I'm, you know, I feel like I'm I'm a natural enough presenter and you know speaker to people that I can, I can just, just gotta get this out of me, and like, especially if it's something you care about, like it's yeah, the, hmm. you know, the stress, you know, the stress drops. Like I had to present Ward multiple times to a group of business students, and like. The only fear there, like the fear isn't like, oh, do I know what I'm talking about? Do I know what I talk about? The fear is like, do these people give a shit? Right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hey that's guys, it's video games. And they're like, excuse me. <laughs> right, what?
1: Yeah, I I was actually a teacher for three years and I, I learned that your presentations have to be engaging and they have to have purpose and you can't just go up there and ramble. Like you have to know what you're talking about or other, otherwise people don't care. Or they'll Especially, chew you up. Yeah, especially students who are, who are, like, required to sit there and listen to you. And they're just <laughs> going to be bored out of your mind if you don't have your, your note cards together or whatnot. So, for me, those presentations were, like, crucial to put together. I would kind of rehearse what I was even going to say.
0: Yeah. Like, I'll run through it in my mind. And I was always, like, last day slapping the PowerPoint together. I was like, all right, I need, I know what needs to go into this. <laughs> and then, like, literally, it's probably, like, half an hour before I have to go up in class and do it. And I'm, like, still doing animations and transitions and the thing i was like just gotta make this look nice and zzz, right. here you go i skipped my last class and it was like my fourth absence but you know here's a presentation so yeah, yeah. but so you'll be fine is this for
2: the next rva game jam thing yeah um i i don't know uh there are a lot of talks out there like if you ever see like the art of street screen shake that's by john Willem nijman i think is how you say his last name he's the uh he's like the artist and one of the lead designers for Vlambeer. i don't really know how they're structured but that's like nuclear throne. Yeah, yeah, those guys. Um, Wait, what's his
0: what's his name again? Jan Willem. Yeah, that's. Doesn't he go by JD or something? Doesn't he go by initials? M- maybe because it's just two know. guys playing beer. It's yeah. him and Rami Ismail. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's 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 JD. Yeah. 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 I don't know. It, I the the first time I, saw, I ever heard his name, he was referred to as Jan Willem. So that's what it was called. Oh, okay. Called but or
0: JW, I guess would be Jan Willem.
2: Yeah. Anyways, um. Yeah, so he's got, like, he's probably got one of the more famous ones, um, which is The Art of Screen Shake. And, like, it seems how these talks are formatted is it's generally, let's take a game that's pretty bland and, like, spice it up with a ton of, like, juicy effects and stuff like that. But really what I want to talk about is how, like, game feels kind of a bad word for it. It's, like, sensation because you mm-hmm. can have, like, visual sensation, which is what screen shake and particle effects are, and you can have, like mechanical sensation, you can have auditory sensation. Like like Dark Souls has like awesome mechanical sensation right. to it.
0: Um because when you do a follow through an attack or something, you feel right. good because you know you landed the blow right. or something. Right. Seeing the
2: health bar descend. That's like that's not like there's not a whole lot of visual sensation there. There is tremendous like mechanical sensation. Got it. So I really want to talk about how like that's a thing, but it's pretty hard to keep like to show a bunch of examples. And like it's also
0: that. hard to be like okay these are examples and then say like and this is how you can apply it to your game right because it's very much a creative thing it's very much like looking at how the game plays and saying like okay this feels kind of dead
2: all oh, right it's entirely subjective yeah um mm-hmm. yeah I mean like like uh for example you have you ever played civilization
0: oh yeah I played okay. Civ Five is like one of those <laughs> games where it's like I'm gonna buy this game. I bought this game, and then like I blink my eyes, and 48 hours have passed. And I'm uh, like, yep. what the fuck just happened?
1: Yep, me too. <laughs>
0: well, how, how would you describe sensation in Civilization? Hmm, it's probably a lot of like the traversal and like resource gathering and like the tech tree. Right. It's like you're th- when you know if you were to take a screenshot when you start a match, a screenshot when you end the match and see how the map has changed. Mm-hmm. Like, and see how, like, your giant empire has kind of grown beyond your control and taken over the map.
2: Right. Yeah, so it's like the sensation of progress, right? Like, that's mm-hmm. like the that's like the theme of civilization that you feel the whole time. Um. And there's a ton of games that do that. Uh, but civilization has no juice to it. But it, it's a good feeling game, right? True. So when you think of juice normally, it's like, Screen shake and like super you know, fast motion uh, and
1: tons of bullets and right. And like,
2: <laughs> let, let's make sure everything has a smooth step to it when it moves and stuff like right. that. I mean, there's a um, little bit of
0: ju- juice when you have like your surveyor goes blah, blah blah and you like moves three hexes, He's right. Like, blah, blah,
2: blah. <laughs> right? But overall, the game is very much mechanical sensation, yeah. You see yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Got it. difference between
0: visual and mechanical sensation, man. Civ 5 though. Civ yeah. 6 Holy crap. coming out soon. Yeah. I know.
1: I don't know where they're going with it.
0: I don't know either. And It feels like, I mean, obviously they probably had two separate teams working on it, but like it seems so soon after both, you know, because he had Beyond Earth and then he had XCOM 2, and then now you have Civ 6 they already have announced, and it's kind of like you just have like. And obviously, they're all systems developers, so they're like probably super analytical. So they probably come in every day and like, we all made Gantt charts, and this is how we can best efficiently use our time, and we mm. can probably crank out eight of these games in like three years. And it's like, like they're probably just like super efficient in terms yeah, of like it's how still they do ours, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just game dev tycoon real life.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 all right, so um. Sam, tell me about your game. My game. Tell me about Silent Earth.
2: Okay, yeah. So Silent Earth is um, a mobile missile defense game uh, that you can't win. Um, it's formatted like an endless runner, but it takes a lot from uh, think. Think of like we let's let's really try and modernize all the mechanics of Missile Command. Right. And okay. what you wind up with with that.
0: Now, having never played Missile Command, like kind of step me th- like I obviously understand the basic gameplay, right. but like what what is there beyond just like you clicking and preventing nuclear, detonation.
2: Right. So, so, so the um, that's the basic gameplay, right? Is that you've got a, a, a you know line of missiles on the ground, and you're send, you're you know tapping on the sky or clicking on the sky to send them up in the air and to create explosions to prevent other missiles from hitting them. Um, th- what I'm really trying to showcase in my game is Missile Command has a very cool chaining mechanic where if you create an explosion, another missile hits that explosion, and then um, Another misclinate hit that explosion and also blow up and you create this like tree basically um, or chain of uh, like it looks like a huge cloud in this kind right. of explosion. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is really hard to do in the Atari game. I, I don't think they really thought about it at the time. Like, oh, this is a really cool ca- mechanic we should capitalize on. Or maybe there's like
0: some weird, you know, 80s technical limitation. Yeah, was probably happen, a processing right? limitation because if you think of like things like Space Invaders... Like how you know the classic example is like, oh they move slow and then they slowly move faster as you destroy more. More is like that's a cool added mechanics. Like no, the processor would run slower with more enemies on the screen, and
3: as right, you destroyed true.
0: them, it would run faster.
3: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah.
2: but but anyway, became a feature. The chaining in my game is very like, um, it's it's super sustained. So even though it's a very fast action game, you're still able to strategic strategically place shots. So that's kind of what I'm trying to play off of.
0: kind of gives me, like, um, I and obviously I've seen pictures. I haven't seen it, like, kind of been played. But, like, it kind of gives me a um, something like a Puzzle Fighter or something where you're, like, chaining together, like, colored blocks, and then, like, pff, and they all disappear at once. Yeah. Something like Or, like, Tetris, you know, you complete a line, and it all. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's got, them. like,
2: it, it's a pretty, pretty simple input. Like, the input is no more complex than, like, I'm... Um, I mean, it's a little more complex than Flappy Bird because Flappy Bird doesn't. There's no positioning to the input; it's just tap. But like, it's all you're doing is tapping, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So um, the the sort of strategy becomes in placing those chains. Right. Is there um, like
0: kind of like a reload mechanics? Like, if you tap, you have to. Is there a cooldown to like how long you can put in taps? There. Yeah.
2: They're, they they used used to have to manually reload them, um, which was a which fucking a cruel fucking master, nightmare. Dude. Yeah, dude, that was the worst design decision I made about that game. Um, I think, in the t- entire time I've been working on it. But yeah, you used to have to manually be able uh, have to reload them, which that was the build I took to Pixel Fest. If you remember, that happened mm-hmm. in Roanoke in like April. In Norfolk. In Norfolk. Nor no- Norfolk. Yeah, Norfolk. Yeah. yeah.
0: Jesus. I would love there to be a game festival in Roanoke. Yeah, be like three people showing up, be like let's play some games. Yeah, maybe in like forty years or something. Yeah, Roanoke,
2: Virginia. Um, no, nah, Norfolk, Virginia. Pixel Fest. That's the build I took. Was where you had to um reload manually, and it was just like most people were like, why What can I shoot anymore?" You know, it just it just didn't work at all. So. Was it? You think part of it was like a visual
0: reason? It was it was like, like, did visual, did not visualize cues, the
2: um the game is is portrait. Yeah. So you're tapping above where your missiles are. So there's not like a super intuitive, like like all, you, you see them fly off into the sky, right? But like there's no, you would have to look away from the sky to see um, how much you have left. Um, and the sky, the, the game has this really cool like full bleed sky. Like there's no UI above the ground. Right. Um, which gives you this really like open feeling while you're playing it, which looks mm-hmm. pretty cool. But I didn't want to put like your ammo count Mm-hmm. In the sky, right? Because that looks kind of crappy. So I just ended up making it so all the missiles recharge.
1: Yeah. So the missiles are visually represented at the bottom now, right? Yeah. yeah. So You can, yeah, you like, can see which like
2: ones. silos, right? Yeah. If you tap the missile, the physical missile that you see flies into the. Air.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh. Okay. Right. So there's a delay on like. Oh yeah. It's okay. like it's
2: like a good like to get for one to get all the way to the top
0: of the screen. It's like a whole two seconds or three seconds or something. And I'm sure you're still like fiddling with that. Speaking of game feel and trying to see yeah. the best time
2: um, for that. I actually I came up with a build this past week, because um, uh, David Byers is that that yeah. is us. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure I got his last name right. Um, he played it at an RVA Game Jams meeting um, okay. and said, you know, dude, this really feels like it like it wants to be like a Twitch shooter, right? Like, um, and he brought up the really the very salient point that uh, there the game has the pacing of a strategy game. But none, none of the decision tree that you have to follow in a strategy game. So you're just kind of waiting for more, more shit to come at you. Right. Um, or you're just waiting to see if you're missile connected before you fire another one. And it's not like your brain just has like dead time in between the shots. So what I did was I upped the pacing really, really hard. Okay. Um, and the build I sent out last week is like that. And it seems to be like, I think I'm, it's about where I want. Getting, it. getting close. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. In terms of the speed of the game.
0: And so the game's gonna be for mobile, obviously. M-
2: mobile, and I think I'm gonna do Steam, or, t- or at least I'm gonna try and greenlight it. It's it's uh, I don't I only really see re- I don't see any reason why it wouldn't get greenlit. It's pretty easy to get greenlit these days. <laughs> um, yeah, it's more about getting noticed after you've been greenlit. Right. That's the That's hard true. part, right?
0: There, there, we kind of I I've, I've I've heard this. I don't know where I originally heard this. Maybe we were talking about it, or I read in Gamma Sutra article or somewhere. But basically, you have kind of you know only one first date with a customer, right? Mm -hmm. So whether that's early access, Kickstarter, you know, green light, however you want it, you gotta pick it. Cause there's never gonna be like a second wave with that customer or with that group of customers. So if you get a bunch of people on Kickstarter, like that's probably most of your audience right there. If you get a ton of people on early access, that's probably most of your audience right there. So these people that kind of expect kind of this, you know, Second hump that's supposed and expecting it to be larger mm-hmm. than their initial wave, you know, are going to be dissatisfied because Right Even on itch like even on itch is like, you know, you put a game out, you know And people are constantly looking at the new game releases You know and they might scroll down to yours, but like most of your Exposure is probably going to be in the first like two three days, you know Yep, I've mm. seen that at least with our games that we put on itch. it <laughs> so. oh,
2: It's the spike is like scary <laughs> it's so like it's so scary to, to to just see the sales dropping
0: and that's just like well that's the money i made yeah and there's yeah. also the yeah. thing called the uh stegosaurus tail where it's like you'll you'll get these spikes you know periodically throughout the development and or mm-hmm. not throughout the it, after it's release mm-hmm. but you know they might get smaller and smaller and, they may, and they're and they're random and like their distance from one another and things like that right so the long tail kind of has spikes along it
3: mhm
2: yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, I think from a financial standpoint, um, you see even a lot of first-time developers doing early access titles. I, I don't have an explicit problem with early access titles, but it does seem like like the the, the a really safe way financially to make a game. So if you can make some like a cool demo that will say, "Hey, we'll add to this," and people buy it so they can play it now. Um, like you do sort of have a revenue stream every update. Like every update you're sort of buying a few more customers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and, and so you can kind of keep yourself afloat. I don't I don't think I can make a game early access cuz I suck at taking people's input.
0: <laughs> I, <laughs> but I think but you should uh, uh, make the <laughs> missile Fuck you. Right. Yeah,
1: I think that's why a lot of people do early access or buy early access games is cuz they want they, they want, want a to be part of the development they want kind of. to
0: armchair develop
1: yeah that's yep. Yeah, that's the perfect yeah. phrase for it Yep.
2: i can see that <laughs> yeah i paid you a measly 15 bucks why aren't
0: you implementing
1: i don't know
2: <laughs> you know this why needs aren't to there be
0: dinosaurs M- this needs to be M- an mmo why is this not an mmo right like you're making you're obviously making money just put it towards servers i don't understand dude can we talk about how people are doing that to no man's sky for a second Tell me, though,
2: really hard. Okay, so you guys heard that it got delayed again, and then that that one guy, yeah, got like death threats. Was it Jason? Jason what? Schreider? Yeah, that sh- sounds right. Yeah, yeah, from yep. Kotaku. Yep. Um, cause and, and it was just because he reported on it, right? Like he didn't.
1: Okay, yeah. I've not been following this at all. Okay, okay. so yeah. so what <laughs> happened
0: was so I think like a month or so back, um, uh, Jason Schreider, Schneider, Schreider, I think it's Schreider from Kotaku, mm-hmm. um, one of their news reporters, you know. Put out. He's like a pretty important editor there. Yeah, and yeah. he's like you know a, a credible source, and like he put this really good article together about when Destiny, like all the problems that Destiny faced, like a year after he did all this investigative journal, uh, journalism about it. But so he's like, hey, we got a tip that No Man's Sky might be delayed for a month. Yeah, it's coming a out, month, a yeah, month. Because coming out <laughs> in August now instead of July. <laughs> And he started just getting these death threats, you know. Oh, you know, the standard bullshit on the internet. Yeah. And it was like, fuck you, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm gonna come to your house, and I'm gonna murder you. I'm gonna murder you in your goddamn sleep, Jason. You don't know what the yeah. fuck you're yeah, saying. You know, like
2: like a legitimately scary, like like reason to like
0: contact the police or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like and it was so bad. Like he reported so there was one guy and he like posted the guy's like, you know, direct messages to him on Twitter and he was like, This guy's insane. Yes, I reported him to Twitter, you know um, and then he got the email back from Twitter and it was like, uh, hello, thank you for, you know, reporting, you know, thank you for, you know, sending this to us. We have found that this user does not violate the Twitter terms of use, blah, 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 And he just put that up on Twitter and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then the second he put that up, then the account got banned. Wow. So right. Twitter thought that the bad press that they were getting from that was worse than the death threats that mm-hmm. he was receiving from that. So that wow. happened, uh, and and that was a rumor. Like it wasn't even confirmed at that point. <laughs> and then Sean Murray, who's like the CEO, the head guy of uh, Hello Games, developers of No Man's Sky, super sweet dude. You know, really nice, you know, very humble. Yeah, very down to earth, like very, like, very when cool you, person. Like, you know, if you look at interviews with him, he's just kinda like, Yeah, so we just uh you know, we just sick of making Like I joke. have to
2: buy his game because of how nice yeah. he is.
0: It's like I was kinda sick of making yeah. Joe Danger and I just wanted to make <laughs> a sci-fi Aww. game. And so and then so they're like, Yes, we're you know, confirmed we're delaying it a month for polishing and stuff. And then he starts getting death threats. And it's like, fuck oh, you, painful. Sean Murray, keeping this beautiful thing from me. I'm gonna kill you. Yeah. Well, and, th-
2: the reason for that, and this is this is like sort of goes back to the early access stuff. The reason for that is because people like games like No Man's Sky get announced, and No Man's Sky is this vast scope where you can go to any star in the universe, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Like when people start asking questions, they're like, well, why can't I fly with my friends? You know, why can't I fly around mm-hmm. with my friends or explore with my friends? You know, why can't we build structures? or or um uh will there be like uh trading and goods and stuff and like people see these games and start pouring their hopes and dreams into them right and then it can never ever live up to the hype yeah and it's just like i i think i don't think no man's sky is going to be the next four because that mistake's already been made and sony has a lot of money that they distribute very intelligently um so, I don't think that they would be willing to make that mistake again twice, but it will be because everyone set their expectations so goddamn high.
0: that but, Like, you get death threats because it's been canceled. It, it's, it's a difficult thing. Because, or delayed. Because, you know, you have to balance, like, okay, we want to tell you enough for you to get excited, but we don't want to tell you too much to, like, ruin the surprise when you actually play it. Right. But if we don't, like, start filling in the gaps, you're going to fill them in yourself. Right. Um. Like, you know, we were talking on the podcast a couple weeks ago because we still weren't really clear on, like... Can you see people? Can you not see people? Do you just see the people's effects on the on the planets? Like we were still kind of I mean I'm still kind of clear. So you can't interact with anyone in any shape way shape or form oh. in the game.
2: Um no, you'll see people, but you can't like talk to them, which I think is perfectly fine. Sure. You know Journey did that. Yeah, it was great. It was yeah. beautiful. A little chime. You know? Yeah, um like I, I think that's cool that everyone's sort of alone but together in the universe like that's it's like that's how
0: it is man this right. <laughs> just how it
3: is right
2: it's like oh hey okay, let's put everyone on the same shard so that we get like a, basically everyone is like acts like an ai right like yeah. you just get a bunch of really smart ais is what they feel like to someone playing the game but it's a bunch of other people
0: it's almost like like this is like the star trek game people have wanted because it's like you traveling to other planets and seeing how like these societies have formed not just from the AI that's being developed, like the, you know, random AI that they make with their animals and stuff, but also like, just what people are doing to each individual mm-hmm. uh, planet. Like, I'm, you're gonna travel around these planets, and there's just gonna be a guy who hasn't progressed beyond like building the engine for his spaceship. He's just stayed on this single planet, and he's like torching the entire surface of this planet. Right.
2: And I don't know if I don't know if you guys agree with me, but I think that if you have like a spaceship flying around or like a dude walking around on a planet or in space or something um, and you just see them and that's all they are. They're just a spaceship or a guy and they don't have like a little like username above their above Mm -hmm. their ship um, that makes you identify with them as a person. You sort of end up treating the NPCs and the players the same way. Like you're not just going to go grief some dude. Just be, because, because the whole point of griefing somebody in like Minecraft or something like that is that it ruins their day. That's yeah. the reward yeah. that you, you wanna, get. You want to do harm to them, right. Because they are an actual person. So I think that not having, like, a personality attached to like this ship that you could blow up, mm-hmm. um, sort of cuts down on that really hard. I think that's like the reason for that to not be there.
0: That'd be an interesting psychological study. Yeah, to see if mm-hmm. that if that if that actually does that um but then you know and even if they do grief they have to contest with the robot police that's in the game you heard about that uh the
2: robot oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. they're like the drone things that walk around and get mad if you like shoot the wildlife or something yeah
0: they just like descend upon you with all their fury
1: i like that yeah
0: (laughs) so yeah you know i'm excited to play that game but i mean in i don't really have expectations if it's if it's something up my alley if it's not i don't know
2: My dad is probably the most hyped person I know. Uh He doesn't play video games, but I showed him a trailer for No Man's Sky last time I saw him, and he's buying a PS4. Whoa. (laughs) Just to play No Man's
0: Sky. Is he um, he an engineer or scientist at all?
2: My dad's a lawyer. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's just like no connection to it.
0: Does he like sci-fi?
2: Uh, he likes flying games. I think he likes uh, like he like he he's like a huge fan of like Top Gun.
0: Okay,
1: <laughs> that's such a oh. typical dad thing to like go all in on a hobby like yeah, <laughs> and then and then never touch it probably. <laughs> I've seen that. It's like you know
0: you see I mean obviously there's the classic example of people just buying a console for like Madden or yeah. like I've heard like families like brothers and their dad will all buy consoles so they all can play Battlefield together. Right. and they. And then, like the one son who's like in the know, then buys like the next year's Battlefield, but all of his family's still playing the previous years. And they're like, hey, where'd you go? It's like we're just, you know, it's it's Friday night. It's like it's our <laughs> Battlefield time. He's like, I bought Battlefield One. Why we're playing Battlefield Four? I don't understand. This is newer. <laughs> it's like no debt. He's just ugh, oh man, difficult. That's great. Yeah. So um, and yeah, and we didn't mention your actual studio remote games oh yeah remote games uh it's
2: calling a studio is uh very generous it's uh (laughs) it's um it's just me and one other dude uh and he's in england yeah he's in the uk he lives in uh i think he's in bristol Bristol? right now but i don't know like i just skyped him this morning he's like yeah i'm living somewhere else i'm gonna be working at glastonbury because they're doing that festival this coming week um so i don't know where he is or what he's doing at the moment but We are a company. Yeah, cool. And he does primarily audio. What's it? Audio, but it ended up we use FMod um, for all of our like audio programming, basically, because that way he can set up like all the parameters, like uh, this should this effect should come in when uh, when the boss music turns up, okay, or something like that. Um, so he can set all of that, um, and then all I have to do in Unity, uh, the FMod exposes those parameters, so I can just like in the script say like FMod dot set float and it'll like just set it to whatever he wants it to be that's cool yeah
0: so he's like also audio programming he's like half of the audio programming too right. there's something in the slack channel about what was it what's it called like pd or something do you see that where yeah. it's about like you proceed like you visually code yes or something oh. like that I thought it was or it was audio based or something like yeah, that yeah Ruth you
2: remember Will was talking about that
1: vaguely <laughs> I
0: I don't know anything. I
2: I know Will's getting into it, but it's, uh...
1: Oh, yeah. It's way over my head. That's why I didn't... Yeah, I, I went <laughs> to the
0: webpage and was like, nope. Yeah. Nope. No concept. Nope, nope.
1: Nope, I have no idea.
0: It's like that classic, like, uh, um, open source website where it's full width, you know, the full, <laughs> full width text that you're just like, yeah, this is an open source website. Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, it is, uh, it looks like it's just visual scripting, um... Uh, To do stuff, but I don't know why it's good at audio. I don't know what makes it specifically suited for that.
0: But
3: it's visual scripting.
0: No idea. A lot lot of stuff out there. A lot of tools. Mm. Um, Want that beer now? Sure. Let's do it. Sounds great. I won't pause it. I'll just let it run. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) You want one,
3: Riffy?
1: Sure. (laughs) no uh yeah i'll have one i'll say i'll say this on air uh my car got totaled last night by a tree so
2: that's a huge bummer so So
1: i get to uber home do you have a bottle opener
0: yeah i just i had a wine key i'm trying to figure out where i put it oh man oh here we
1: go oh okay cool very nice so yeah my See, car got literally impaled by a giant branch. <laughs> like, oh, th- all the way through the windshield oh, and through the dash. So, due to the storm. The storm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, oh, man. Let's talk about this fucking crazy-ass storm. Uh, yeah, it was this
1: absolutely nuts. Bat. So I, I was listening to the radio, and I hear that boop,
3: boop. Oh, no. You know? And then yeah. I was like,
1: oh, no, a storm. And then the power went out. And I was like, I have no idea what's happening. And then all the the windows are rattling, and the air conditioner... I mean, we have the window units, so it's there's they're rattling too. And, and then the locust
0: swarm came yeah, in, and,
1: and the sky was like flashing green, and it's like it was like the end of days. And then I heard a huge <laughs> thud, and my car is toast. So, wait,
0: thud. where do you live? I'll bleep this out if you don't, but like, what street do you live on?
1: Um, I live at Libby Grove. Where's that? um, West End, near West End, okay
0: now you know internet <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i can bleep that if you want me to um because i want to mess with the bleep sensor anyways uh because no, i don't care my girlfriend was driving down maine and she said like yeah i was driving i just saw this car was like completely smushed by a branch yep.
1: my, mine wasn't smushed it was impaled yeah like i literally. saw the picture
0: it just looked like the the windshield
1: it oh. has a big hole in it. Yeah. No big <laughs> it, deal, whatever. Yeah, and it it ruined the dash and the, the airbag and the stereo. And, oh, like, my God, it stuff. So, wow. it'll probably get totaled. We'll see on Monday.
0: How old's the car?
1: 2003. So, getting up there. Okay. You know, it's not that big of a deal because, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's getting up there anyway, so... I guess now's the time to replace it. So I Ubered here. It was nice. Oh. Had a good <laughs> driver. But I saw a lot of downed trees and a tree fell on my neighbor's house and it pulled up the tree. It looked like carpet, like someone pulling up a rug. Oh my God. With the the earth. And you could see the, the grass and the dirt. It looked like a carpet. It was so weird.
0: Yeah. Mm. I was over here mo- just packing up stuff to start periodically moving things over. And like I told you guys before we started recording, I was outside and the, and the sky started flashing like, Started flashing and no sound, no thunder, and I'm like, "This is not natural." (laughs) And then like all the wind kicked up and then just started pouring, and so I ran inside and I was just sitting because, uh, well we had internet here, um, so I was like, "All right, I guess I'll just stick around on the internet." And then I just am staring at this giant bay window and I'm like, "Really hope something doesn't just start crashing through that because uh that would suck." Um. And then, and then tornado warning, and then the VCU siren went off.
1: Oh! <laughs> it was... It's like two tones conflict yeah. converging on each other. It's t- uh, terrifying. It's, it's terrifying. It is terrifying. I've only
0: ever heard it once, because um, it because I think there was a tornado warning sometime during the spring. Yeah, and that was the only other time I heard it, where it wasn't like an a, a, they a test. They test it, yeah. Um, which is funny because I skipped class that day just because I was like, i do not going to go class today. It was my Programming languages class as good. That I didn't because like the second it started, th- the siren went off and everyone had to go into the basement. So I was just sitting oh. at home hanging out and everyone else was just Lovely. sitting in the basement. Like, It's hilarious
2: like, how they do that. Like they freak out, but the tornadoes like not even like the last
0: one, the closest it got was Henrico. Yeah. So well, it's just weird, though, because like this one felt like it came out of nowhere. Like yesterday was mostly overcast, but like you drive around today and just like there's just shit. Everywhere, yeah. Just branches everywhere. All
1: the traffic lights are out. all A yeah. bunch of trees down on Monument, like big, beautiful oak trees, just old trees, and they're ripped out of the earth, pretty much. The best, it's crazy, that sucks.
0: Is when a bolt comes loose and a street sign sort of just does a yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <just laughs> rotates yep. so it's yep. upside down. So you just see all these stop signs that are just kind of like hanging there, sadly. Yep. Yeah. Is that, that was a crazy ass storm. I mean, mm. I was in my,
2: I was in my elevator. <laughs> you were hanging out. Like it was, your it was fine when I like. Okay, so so Momin and Daniel. Do you know? Do you know Daniel Davis?
1: He makes awesome chiptune music. Yes, I don't think
2: I. have Nova is the stage name that he goes by. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, he's he's cool. cool. You'll probably meet him at some point. But Get him on the
0: podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Actually, you really should. Um, because he knows a lot about making chiptune. But, uh, I uh, so him and Moen were coming over, and so I went downstairs to go let them in. And in the time between me, like, leaving my apartment, getting to the elevator, I live in a pretty big building, going downstairs, the storm started, like, it was fine, like, cloudy, and then it started, like, in that time, then my, like, in the elevator, like, the lights were blinking
0: and stuff. I was, like, freaking out, because it was, I thought it was, like, a horror movie. (laughs) (laughs) Someone submitted a picture to, like, a news station, or it was, like, a photographer for the news station. It was on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And they took a picture from across the bridge um from the south side mm-hmm. and there was just this huge green light in the sky yeah that was like obscured by like all the cloud cover Wow, it was a transformer exploding
1: oh. and it, it emitted this green
0: light okay Whoa. yep I kept
1: seeing those I was like what is this green lightning
0: yeah and uh three blocks down from here is a power station <laughs> a Dominion power oh, yeah, station yeah, yeah. just on the street wow so that's freaky yeah Jeez. <laughs> And then I was sitting uh, at home today, because we're getting... I was waiting for the Fios guy to show up, because we're getting Fios in the new place. Mm. And Fios is fucking fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I was like... He was like about to leave the apartment. I was like, hold on a second. Let's do a speed test. You and me, in- installation <laughs> you guy. And yeah. You <laughs> and me, buddy. And I'm like, 100 up, 100 down, 10 millisecond ping. Fuck yes, you can leave now. Um, but I'm waiting for him to get there, and... Uh, you're supposed to get there between like 11 and 2 and I'm just sitting there just in my apartment.
1: That's the worst. Like nothing to
0: do because the internet's not up um, and I'm like burning through my family plan because you know I have a personal hotspot so I'm just like burning through that and like well, <laughs> well I guess I'll commit this you know to the GitHub or do Whoa. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing to do so I'm just like programming and shit and then um, power goes out like m- yep. at noon and I was like fuck. Damn. I mean, if the power stays out it's like an eighty dollars installation fee for the guy to come out. So if he gets there, and they might, you know, they might wipe it since the power's out, and they, I can't do anything about that. But I was just like, I've been waiting a week
3: to get Wait, the goddamn internet up. Wait, so
2: it's like, it's, it's like, so what? What happens if you order FiOS and you don't want to pay the installation fee? It's just like, well, you have it,
0: but not till we install it. Well, so because they have to do something with the box, because it's not just like regular cable where you can just pay to have it moved. Like there's a special box that he like was spending like forty five minutes outside messing like that. Oh, I gotta bring this, it in from
1: right. the the cable outside from the pole into the ONT, which is the optical right. network, network, network trans yeah. Whatever. Still call
2: me cheap. I feel like that should be like okay, you're paying how much wow. are you paying a month for that?
0: Uh sixty. Really? That's
1: always really? for file
0: so That was like hundred bucks a
2: month for or the
1: something. first year. Yeah. Well for oh, the first <laughs> year, right. <laughs> for the first year it's sixty,
0: for the second year it's seventy. Um, and the
1: third year it's like a thousand. Yeah.
0: Um, and it's a hundred up hundred down like obviously the other ones are more expensive, but right. also they want to upcharge you on this fucking router Modem yeah, combo. Don't do that I am like, I don't want to pay ten dollars a month for your goddamn router I have a perfectly good router here, but I hear like some routers aren't that good like I have an Apple time capsule And so I was like yeah,
1: that's what I've got
0: googling all That's what I was using my personal hotspot for I was googling all day So I could like <laughs> knowledge check the guy if he was gonna be like you have to use our router I'm like no man. I'm so yeah. I was like checking the speeds on the router because it's a wireless and it's not a C and I was like checking, like, you know, how, how, you know, Fios works with like a personal router. Right. And like, you know, it's supposed to just, you know, Cat5 from the box outside into your apartment and then Ethernet from that Cat5 to your router. And I was like, okay, I got my argument. It's framed mm-hmm. it's in my head. It's like, check the speeds. It's like, okay, it's a, on the five gigahertz band, it's 100 megabit. It's like, all right, ironclad this argument. <laughs> and it comes in and was like, I want to use my own router. He's like, yeah, it's fine.
2: Nice. <laughs> nice. You're an awesome well, dude. At least, yeah. you didn't have to, at least you didn't have to fight him about it. I bet that was kind of defeating, though. Like, you didn't get the argument. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like you just, damn you.
0: You didn't get the vindication. That's Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was terrified that, like, the power wasn't going to come on. He was going to come up there. And he's like, because I, I have a coworker, because he had a horror story that, like, he was scheduled to have his file set up. And he, uh, the guy never showed up. Yeah. And then the next day, he called Verizon and was like, hey, your guy never showed up. Like, I need internet. And they were like, uh, okay, let's see when we can next get him out. Okay, we can get him out in about a month. And he was like, um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, uh, I would like to cancel my service. And they're like, whoa, "Whoa, whoa! we can get him out in two weeks. Two weeks? And he's like, no. And then he just, like, canceled, got on the, got on the Comcast website, and so said, I would like to transfer my service, transferred it over to his new place, mm-hmm. and it was up. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But. Nice. So, yeah. um. Public utilities, we always talk about public utilities on this podcast. <laughs> Ruthie can tell you, we always talk about fucking public utilities. Yeah. Very yeah. awesome. Whether it's internet, <laughs> electric gas, man, if you want to talk, you want to rap <laughs> about how your utilities be doing, we can rap.
1: One time I, uh, I left a hose on outside for over a month and my water bill was really, really high. That's my utility story. Wow! Thanks for having me on the show, Dylan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just like backs out of the apartment.
1: <laughs> it was like hundreds of dollars. so oh don't, my god! Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> but it was outside, so I didn't know. I don't go outside. I've
0: always had water included, except for oh okay, yeah, except well, for this place. I, I live
1: in a house, so I pay everything. Oh okay, which includes trash, sewer, all that stuff that you don't want to pay.
0: It's a house. Like do you, you own the house. Or no, you rent I it? rent it. Okay. Cause I'm to saying that also property tax got pay on yeah. that and mortgage. That doesn't sound like fun. Can I just stay in like my mid twenties forever and just like, <laughs> yeah, never have
2: to worry about that. Yeah, dude. I mean, I don't, I, I still haven't found like a good reason to ever own a house. I'm looking for one, man. I'm like <laughs> about to, I'm, I'm about to be 24. Like I'm looking for a reason to at some point buy a house. Uh, I mean, and be, I cannot find
0: one. The best arguments are going to be it, you know, credit, Building credit. Building and stuff. credit. Or, there's also other ways to do that, though. Yes, right. Or um, having um, an asset, having a tangible asset that is like that um, appreciates over time, because you could potentially like a company. It yeah. may not appreciate. A, <laughs> right. It, it may not <laughs> appreciate.
1: <is> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Remote games is your house. You have right. to build up your house, you know, you'll renovate it, mm-hmm. right. you flip it. Word games, so yeah. you see you see where I'm going with yeah, this, yeah, right? Yeah. You, and you sell it. Yeah. So Microsoft. Give me the twenty six billion. Right. Fuck Linkin- LinkedIn. I deserve it.
1: What a terrible website.
0: It's not. <laughs> uh, do they do
1: podcast? No. <laughs> really?
0: No LinkedIn podcast. Well, maybe there is. Probably. Who listens? Who would listen, huh?
1: Well, I they probably own, wouldn't they, load. They own Lynda.com, <laughs> so Maybe something good could come out of that. Which
0: lynda.com mm. is cool.
1: Lynda.com is awesome. I
0: love Lynda.com. We get a free subscription for being a VC student.
1: Oh yeah. Oh neat. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I get a free one because my husband's in a union, and their union gets it for free. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool. So, even as a regular, non-student person, you can you can get free subscriptions elsewhere. But yeah, I use it all the time. I use it for a Unity tutorial. Uh, I watched the Unity tutorial I was like yeah I know Unity now and then I went into the last game jam and like made the worst game I've ever made. <laughs>
0: that was a, that was <laughs> a cool. It was, game. it was pretty
2: it was pretty cute that game. I, I like liked
0: that game. I like I love the ghosts. I love that the ghosts were multicolored and that they yeah. were transparent and that they yeah. have cool faces.
1: My games are all polished and no guts. <laughs> no depth. Yeah. yeah. I mean it's better <laughs> than same, mine. same thing
0: here. Yeah. <laughs> More it's like, or less. Better than mine where I just don't finish it' <laughs> It's like hey I got a character moves, whatever. <laughs>
2: I liked your guys' global thing. That was pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Um I enjoyed doing that. Um I I know their input. It's on it itch. Was fun. it's yeah, on it's fun. Oh, cool. Yeah, game jam. Oh, sweet, nice. Yeah.
1: Did y'all add uh, more not levels but things like, to interact like with? Mini
0: games? No, I just put up the the global game jam build up. Um I was thinking um if I would ever go back to it um I think I would make want to make it more uh warrior wear style. Oh like, yeah. yeah. Each activity <laughs> is like a warrior where that's so game. fun because right now it's just you know a bar
1: it you, reminds you, you... me of a lot of software that i used to use in like the early 90s when i was just a little baby but like the, the lion king activity center
3: yes
2: that... <laughs> oh <laughs> man like i love those do
0: you ever, you ever use those lion yeah. king activity Center? no well there are specific ones so there's the lion king activity center um so there are, so disney interactive used to make activity centers and storybooks um so
2: okay, act-
1: you know way more about this than I do. <laughs> yeah, he's, let
3: me he, let me tell <laughs> you. you
0: hear that he just like goes into it like, all right, so there's this. So and then, so I would play the Toy Story <laughs> one. So the activity center is basically like there are all these games. They're, yeah. You know, they're,
1: there's like twenty different games you can play yeah. in there.
0: And they're also like it's it's almost like an adventure game because like you're interacting with stuff and then you like actually play a game. Right. Um. Mm-hmm. So like for the the Toy Story one, like it starts out in like Andy's room. And you play like this weird version of Connect Four with like the little Tots characters on, uh, on like a game board. Yeah. But it's like instead of Connect Four, it's like Connect Eight, where it's like you have to like, get these huge, crazy chains and stuff like that. Uh-huh. And then there's a part where you move to like Pizza Planet um, and do a bunch of stuff at Pizza Planet. There's like a crane game. Um, we actually play of course, in the game, the claw. Yeah, yeah. And then there's uh, one where you're in Sid's house, and in Sid's house you like build your own like mutant toy.
1: <laughs> yeah, some of okay, them are not. so nice. this is
2: starting
0: to ring a bell yeah. Yeah. I remember yeah. that.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Some of them are less of games and more like just interactive yeah. toy type of things. Like there's a xylophone you can play with, or like a coloring book type mm-hmm. of game. Right. Um. So they made so-
0: those, and then they made storybooks. And the storybooks, because I played the Toy Story storybook, and then I played the wing of Pooh storybook.
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> like recently?
0: Yes. No. Um,
1: <laughs> don't believe that. They don't believe that.
0: They. Uh, but in the storybooks, it's much more adventure game-esque. Okay. So there's like a scene, and you have to solve the scene, and then it goes to the next scene. So oh, okay. So this, this
2: sounds super familiar.
0: Right? Yeah. I think maybe yeah. like I don't if, know, out, like what year are we talking about? Like late '90s, mid to late '90s.
1: Lion King's '95. Toy Stories. Okay, yeah. 90s. So this was definitely... Yeah. 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 I might have yeah. had
0: this.
2: This sounds like something.
1: Yeah. But it, it's, it's a, a whole genre. There were other ones like I had um, Richard Scarry's Busy Town Activity Center type of thing and yeah. Little Critter, those books, if you remember them at all. But, but all these yeah. type of games made for kids that were like a suite of games yeah. and lots of little mini games. And, and Nickelodeon even put out a lot of these on their website called Clickamajigs, I believe in the in the late 90s when no uh-huh. one really had internet except me um <laughs> uh-huh. but they were like little exe files you download off the internet which wouldn't happen nowadays but they, they would be akin to like a little flash applet
0: right right so it's
1: just like a guy and you can change his hat
0: so nothing
2: and you big. click
1: on it and make funny sounds you know right they call it click clickamajig like ultra
2: so. ultra like simple
1: yeah. stuff. Yeah.
0: Do, yeah. You, do you do the thing that I do, Ruthie, where it's like you have this kind of like nostalgia, like flashback, where you like remember something, and then you spend like three hours on Google, like try. It's like yeah. I don't remember the name <laughs> of this thing, but it had this and this and it did and it had this.
1: Yeah. Um, I- I'll do that. Yeah,
2: with, dude. I was.
0: I did that with like the Hasbro, the old Hasbro games. Um, like which
2: Like the ago? dump
1: truck stuff and.
0: Um, did Tonka make? I mean, did Hasbro I'm make the to
2: Tonka? Remember. Games? I remember. I I found all their names last week, and now I can't remember them. But there's the one with like the fox who's like a spy. Oh, Spy Fox. Spy Fox. <laughs> there you go. Um, no, no, no. That's that's not Hasbro. That's, that's not that's humongous, of, entertainment. That's, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. humongous Entertainment. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of Humongous
0: Entertainment. Yeah. Um, and this, they had a ton. This PC over here has. Uh, Pajama Sam on it.
1: Dude, Wendy, Pajama
0: Sam. That's what I was thinking of. Wendy loves Pajama Sam, so we played Pajama Sam in No Need to Hide when it's dark outside because she
1: It's crazy because I, I remember playing those as in the 90s and now I'm seeing them on Steam and I'm like, what? Yeah.
0: A- well, someone, the
1: 90s are back, man. It's
0: pure nostalgia tricks. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Someone bought Humongous Entertainment a while back okay. and they started re-releasing Putt-Putt and, and Freddy Fish oh, and all those. I think Putt. Hasbro owns
2: Humongous Entertainment and that's why I thought it was Hasbro, maybe. Because they also made, they also made like the
0: backyard baseball oh yeah you guys remember those oh my god i never played them so fun i did play so i never played pajama sam or any like the other like
1: i played spy fox at my friend's house yeah yeah
0: i played the blues clues ones which i only found out till recently that they were also made by humongous entertainment (laughs) Oh, I played those. Yeah, Yeah, honestly, that would
1: be a really fun game because the show itself is structured like a game.
0: And they're just like, and like that game, like because there was like Blue's Birthday Party. It's like that game, and like I could probably think of like a couple others, or like what inform like my preferences for things like color or design, like Hmm. or just like something that immediately like I don't even need to consider what kind of game this is. I'm immediately going to play it. Like it's something like a super just like cherishable and just like nice. Like I think. If you look at like the colors in like those Blues Clues games, you look at the colors of something in like Hyperlight Drifter. Yeah, they just look kinda,
2: like, it's kind of like Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it's weird. People always are like, you know, people that I feel like grew up a little bit before us. Like uh, the guy who made, um, I can't remember the name of it. This the Metroidvania that just came out or Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge. Yeah, the game is really good. Um, but like he's talking about like Super Metroid was like my biggest inspiration. And like, I don't think that I, that could be my biggest inspiration now because I didn't like grow, like I wasn't, I was too young. I wasn't born when Super Metroid like came out. Well, you could so have it's that. It's like it, this weird, like formative yeah. layer of games mm-hmm. that you like can barely remember. And I feel like that's what really sets precedent. Yeah. For what it, you want to work definitely.
0: on. Well, it's interesting because like you could, you could have that kind of anachronistic thing where it's yeah. like, you know, cause for me, you know, I was four or five, you know, so that's 90, you know, 94, 90, uh math 95 96 um yeah and i was playing nintendo i was playing super mario brothers and super mario brothers 3 Mm -hmm. and and those were super formative for me like especially super mario brothers 3 super mario brothers 3 is one of the other games that's like art style like if anything Mm. like is comes anywhere close to super mario brothers 3 like i don't even have to give it a second right of consideration and mason and i constantly go fucking back and forth about what's better super mario brothers 3 super mario world and mm-hmm. he's wrong, because it's not Super Mario Brother World.
3: <laughs> it is Super Mario. It is not
0: Super Mario World. Super Mario, Mario's nose in Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario World, is like ten feet long. Like, See, I not, was like a Yoshi's Island kid. Now Yoshi's Island, that was like my, <laughs> is fantastic. Yeah, and I only ever played that on Game Boy Advance. Is when I first. Because remember when they re-released all those games on Game Boy Advance? Yes. Oh That's, yeah. that's why I. Played. Oh, that was the
2: first time you played that game. Mm-hmm.
0: Game Boy Advance version's better.
2: It's that's good. That's a better, I like that's it. A better version. I like. Of the game.
0: It. I, actually, I think that's in that box over there. Oh wow, um,
1: that's awesome.
0: Uh,
1: My first Mario game was Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins. I
0: I think that's also in that box over there.
1: Oh, yeah, <laughs> that was a fantastic game. Is that the
0: one that came out on
2: Game Boy? It's a Game Boy, game. and it's the gray cartridge. Yes. Mm-hmm. With yep. the like, it's like Mario running along this road, and he's getting like chased.
1: It's got by a, crap a bunch ton of different of enemies.
2: He's on
0: in it. like a snow globe. It looks like. Is what oh, the yeah. cover he's looks in, like. He's yeah, in a
2: yeah, bubble yeah. Okay,
0: for one like it has like wings on it, because um, that's how they did the flying in the Game Boy games, or at least. So the chronology of those games is weird because Super Mario Land, um, which is the first, I think, like the first introduction of Daisy, um in those games. Yes, in that game, that I think.
2: I think maybe. so.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: And then Super Mario Brothers Two, which I think is the first introduction of Wario.
1: Yeah, Super Mario Land Two. Yeah, he's um, the final yeah. boss. Yeah,
0: Wario's the final boss. But like, to f- the flying suit is just like a winged cap, like in Super Mario sixty four. Uh-huh. But the item to pick up is a carrot. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. And it, like, it's yeah, like okay. it doesn't really make sense. It's like why? Yeah. Like, I never. It's,
1: it's coming about back. It.
0: My 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 retro Nintendo is super bad. Yeah. I don't like. <laughs> well, my retro like Sega is super bad because I I owned a Game Gear and that's it oh wow yeah
2: (laughs) that's pretty cool i i had a genesis um i tried so i i have a ps3 like uh anthology collection thing of genesis games okay um and i tried to play echo the dolphin Uh that game is so hard that game is awful like like oh my god i I loved it it. i loved it as a kid and i played it because i was like i was trying to get some like musical inspiration and echo the dolphin has like really good tunes in it Mm -hmm. like it's like the soundtrack is phenomenal Uh and so I played it and then they have that like really like atmospheric first level with all like the crazy music and stuff and I was super into it and then like you try and go anywhere and like the levels are intentionally designed to fuck you up like it's just so (laughs) it's not like hard it's just like oh hey you should boost through these guys but wait don't boost too much because there's spikes above you and then like The the dolphin has inertia to turn. Okay, and that's really frustrating, and I I don't know.
1: That's interesting. When when I was a kid, I thought the controls are
2: so bad in that game. I
1: thought it was just really hard when I was a kid. I never thought of games being designed by people because they were on the TV or on the computer. Right. it didn't cross my mind that it could just be badly designed. But that's probably the case. Yeah, I don't think (laughs) I don't
2: think like it was a. I think I didn't start thinking of games as being hard versus good. Like, right. like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. Dark Souls is hard and good, whereas like, uh, Superman
0: sixty four, right, is hard, is hard and, and bad. And
2: bad. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's a matter of like where you place like the agency. Like, does the player have agency and everything? And it's like their fault if it fucks up, right. Versus like, you know, oh, well, I was doing it right, but something weird in the game happened that I wasn't in control of, and it ruined my
0: day. <laughs> um, oh, back to that ruining ruining your day thing, right. <laughs> Briefing. Just being griefed by the developers. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, I, I think it was like a really, I, don't, I,
2: I had to start making games before I realized that there was like, a like before that all games were just hard, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, yes. And if it was a hard game for whatever reason,
0: it was just a hard game. And it didn't matter because yeah. like, you know, you got a game every three months or whatever. Yeah, so you like, saved
1: up for like six weeks all that right. report card money to buy Wave race, and you're stuck with it for another six weeks. So, like, you we better play
0: it. We had a nerve. <laughs> we had a nerve, Sam. <laughs> and then you bought wave
3: race, and then you know your parents didn't love you. It's just.
1: That that to me was my most disappointing buy as a kid because it's, it's, I think, a very grown up game that had this super realistic water. Uh-huh. That's what it was really known for. And you could do realistic jet ski tricks. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, I was not into realism whatsoever. And it just wasn't fun.
2: She was an absurdist (laughs) as a kid. You know,
1: Mario Kart's (laughs) way more fun because you can shoot people. There's like loop-de-loops and and cool stuff. Oh, definitely.
0: And and the argument of like a sim versus arcade, like racer or game, it's always arcade for me. Yeah, always for me. Do you ever play Shocks for like the original Xbox? No. So Shocks is kind of like blur do you remember blur yeah blur is fun so <laughs> I like that game Sh- shocks is kind of like in that same vein where it's like it's a like it uses real real cars but like there's ridiculous like mario Kart esque gameplay to it yep that's right. where it's at so in shocks like the thing so there there's like a battle mode in shocks where you're like shooting each other and crap but then there's <laughs> also like in the actual like competitive racing there's this the reason it's called shocks is because you build up like energy or resources or something and then you have a you release the shockwave it's basically like the blue shell but if the blue shell Mm -hmm. hit everything on the way to hitting the person (laughs) in first place so it just like goes in front of you and just like spins out people things like that and that's way more fun than i don't know forza to me (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean forza is for
2: car people you have to like have the inherent interest in cars yeah um to be able to enjoy the game or at least in tuning things, like you have to like be able to get in like granular, like oh man, like what's the weight of the suspension on the front oh, versus God, the back? It's like, so boring. <laughs> yeah, that's like that has to be fun for you.
0: Even in Baseline. Mario Kart, that's boring. Like, like I don't compare the stats of the carts. I'm just like he's on. A, he's driving an egg. Right?
2: You know, she's yeah. driving an
0: egg. He's gonna <laughs> be in this
2: egg. Bowser's or, 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 or in a like, baby carriage yeah. or whatever. <laughs> the only people who care about like the move speed of characters in Smash Brothers are the pro players. You just like the character you like because either a he looks cool or he just feels good to you Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know like i like captain falcon because he feels great to play i
0: love little mac because every time you get that land that ko on someone they get so pissed at you and it's like the most satisfying (laughs) part of my day (laughs) (laughs) the best was yoshi was trying to do this rollout on me so he got in his egg and this was on the 3ds i was playing online and he like rolled by me and i timed it perfectly that the second he rolled by i just boom right launched off the screen Oh, nice. Nice. An online competitive Smash gets like really hard. There's just a point oh, yeah. where you're just playing like, oh, this person's from Japan and they're all playing Marth. And And Dude, they're I 13 have
1: years done. old and they play it all day every day. And they're way better than you at it.
0: Yeah, that's uh, every <laughs> Nintendo
2: multiplayer game is like that. A Splatoon it's, it's, like that? Uh, yeah, Splatoon is all children.
3: <laughs> like, very
2: good. And it's just like, oh, man, I can't. I can't compete. I'm just going to go play overwatch or some shit because like, <laughs> little,
3: little kid, like sure,
2: <laughs> Yeah, just like talking trash. Oh my God. It's all it's just all kids. I don't know. I feel like I feel like I was this is going back a few steps, but I feel like I was like way older than most kids that started playing video games. Like how, how old are you guys when you started playing games?
1: I was pretty late on the game because my mom didn't want us to have video games. So she thought it would Same be here, yeah. it was bad the devil. for our development, uh-huh. Uh-huh. which is probably true. But um, I got an N64 in 1998 when the price dropped to 130 bucks.
0: Wow. Nice. I didn't know they got that cheap.
1: It started at $200. Hmm. was not that that much
2: well yeah you count for inflation too i mean yeah. that was still like yeah, a 300 hundred yeah. dollar console it was at still the time.
1: all the money that i had ever in my lifetime
0: <laughs>
2: right uh,
1: <laughs> ever in the world 130 <laughs> yeah. and my parents forced me and my sister to save up and buy it with our own money and my dad made me sign a contract that said i will be happy for the rest of my life if i get this nintendo 64 i'm not making that that up. sounds
2: like such a dad thing to yeah. do oh my god like yeah my damn kid will be happy you, if you get this you game. And <laughs> you and I had very different childhoods.
1: So basically what he wanted me to do was was play it and not, you know, play it for a day and then forget and then it about it or something. It. But no, we played it nonstop. What'd you play? Uh, first game we got was Mario Party and then Smash. Because it, it had already been out for, the Nintendo 64 had already been out for two years at that point. So there was a lot of games for it. So right. Those were my first two.
0: So like I said, four or five when I was four or five, my cousins, um, who are like, I don't know, five or ten years older than me, they gave me a Nintendo, a Game Boy, original Game Boy, and a Game Gear and all what? their games. So I had Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Bros. 3, I had Duck Hunt, I had, uh, I had Sesame Street, 1, 2, 3s, and ABCs, because I constantly remember that game. I had um, <laughs> uh, the NES port of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles arcade game. Oh, okay, yeah. I had, for the Game Boy, I had Solar Striker. I think they're all in, in that box as well. I had Solar Striker. I had RC Pro-Am, which I still have, the RC Pro-Am. Um, no, no, you don't know that one? Nope. Uh, no. It's, idea. it's a top-down racer. It was made by Rare. Um, okay, yeah. People, you know, that really liked that game. I thought it was okay. Um, and for the Game Gear, I had Sonic 1 or 2. And then I had Sonic Spinball, which is just pinball with Sonic.
2: Yeah, Sonic Spinball is great. Yeah. They, I, had, I had that on my Genesis.
3: <laughs> oh, say yeah. RC program. And you
0: are like, hmm. and I say Sonic Spinball. I was like, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. But you were or, a Sega kid, I guess. Yeah. I, well, n- sorta. I like. I, so I was gonna talk about that. I had like really weird selection of games growing up. Whoops. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh huh. I like. Okay, so my the first game I ever played, like in life, was Mist.
3: What? <laughs>
1: yeah wow very kid friendly <laughs> right. it's just
2: like not a children's game like it's not even like like okay so like the writing like the content of that game isn't for kids and then also really? like <clears throat> no it's about like do, do you know what the mist is about miss is about like um two murderous brothers who have like burned their father's library and you have to figure out who did it basically
0: yeah I knew it was a mystery. But yeah. beyond like the first person, and one
2: one brother is like manic and like like insane and stuff, and the other one's like a psychopath. Do it's you, like pretty crazy. Do you see them, or
0: are they like portraits?
2: Yeah. So like the the whole objective of that game is you're collecting uh, these pages from different. They're they're basically universes. You're uh, you're going to different universes to collect pages to put in a book that corresponds to each brother. So each universe has two pages: a red page and a blue page. And you take the page with you back like you go to the universe grab the page take it with you back out and then you put it in the book in the main area that corresponds to the color of the page and that's like one brother like can talk to you more Hmm. they have like they're like trying to contact you through the books but they don't like they can't do it without all the pages in there and it's like mostly static so you have this weird like dual storyline that you're like kind of Anyways, I'm talking way too much about Mist.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was the first game. That was the first Moral game. Story. I hate that game. It, it's, it's no, I, I love lo- Mist. Right. Mist is yeah. like that I mean, was cool. I mean, it sounds like like I can think of like a bunch of games that. Oh, doesn't makes sense. That these games are influenced by that. You should play totally. The
2: Witness and then play Mist and know how much better Mist is than The Witness. <laughs> 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 that game is so good, but um, but anyways, yeah. So that was the first game I played, which is like a pretty heady puzzle game. Um. And then uh, my grandparents got an N sixty four, and I was allowed to play that sometimes. Um, but then they also had a Sega, and I could play that sometimes too. Mm-hmm. But I was very much like like uh, I was very much like weird computer games until I was like,
1: yeah, I was very into you know. uh, playing other people's video games because I didn't yeah. have it at home. So I was obsessed yeah. with going yeah. to my friends' house playing. I mean anything NES baseball. It could be any game. I was just obsessed with um,
0: play a lot of RBI baseball on uh, your day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, the, there's, like, a poker game for SNES that had, like, a surfing minigame, uh, California games, just any any crappy game I was into, and especially at school when we had edutainment type uh-huh. of games. Those, That's how I really got my start. I think that influences what I, what I make now. Huh. Like, the Oregon Trail has, like, a little bit of humor in it, a little, a little bit of story, uh animations and stuff you,
2: you make funny games like your games <laughs> yeah. are, I mean like le, your yeah. games are legitimately humorous so I think yeah it's Thank probably you. like part of it yeah
1: yeah but the like the super solvers games like gizmos and gadgets and treasure mountain no
2: oh yeah treasure Ma- yeah okay cool I'm on board that I'm, whole
1: that whole yep. series by the learning company I think and a lot of games by Edwards games like Sammy science house they had all these little Easter eggs and things you could click on. It made, you know, funny little fart sounds and stuff. Right. That's basically what I make now. Yep. So. I mean
2: like Monkey Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, like that's one of the best ones.
0: You literally have a rubber chicken with
2: a, pulley. a pulley in the middle.
1: <laughs> yeah in yeah. one of your games. It was like one yeah. of the first
0: games you made. It was just like a very simple puzzle game. It was just like rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle.
1: Yeah, when Woo. I get to the the end of the games I'm always drawn in out of time and I just steal stuff from other games pretty much.
0: That's cool. I've I've been throwing this idea around with uh, the other guys on the podcast. You've been throwing
1: this knife around, just too. Just
0: watch, watch.
1: <laughs> um,
0: that I kind of want to do like a a, a, a video series and steal some of the instant replay live guys thunder. But I want to do a series on like just have a bunch of developers on. Is like, all right, you pick one game and one game that means a lot to you. It can be any game and you just play the whole thing. And like not maybe not in one oh, sitting because okay. it's a super long game, but like all right, you're gonna you're gonna go through this entire game, and then we're gonna figure out like what exactly makes you enamored with this game, like bit by That'd bit.
2: That
1: would be and awesome. Then at the
0: end, just kind of have a summary. That's super like, cool. Have these ideas.
2: That's like like the uh, you know Giant Bomb, right? Oh yeah, huge fan. I love fan. Giant Bomb. Yeah, Giant Bomb is a shit. Giant Bomb's um, like the
0: only actual like video game like yeah, podcast. The in. only
2: credible news source for games. <laughs> that's... <laughs> because they're super journalistic integrity and yeah. all that. <laughs> um goddamn. Uh anyways, they're yeah. Really so good. Giant Bomb did a uh a whole like um basically like a, a deconstruction of the witness playing the witness with Jonathan Blow
0: okay and that video is really really good and be cool
2: if you formatted it like Well, i mean
0: have you seen devs play that double fine does
2: no i'm not
0: double fine like takes it to the next level because since you know tim schafer knows so many people in the industry they had um oh shit who was the original creator of assassin's creed is like disillay i forget his first name is like renee disillay oh uh that sounds right so i I know his last name is disillay i forget his first name but um, they have so, him on and they just play Assassin's Creed 2. And he was like, yeah, we did this because they have a really good one. You might like this, Ruthie, since you mentioned Lion King. They had one of the developers <laughs> from the Lion King for Genesis and Super Nintendo oh, yeah, come on yeah, yeah. and just talk about like all the shit that went down um, when they were making that game. Like
1: Interesting, yeah. <laughs> one, one, one of
0: the big things was like um, apparently they had a huge because they made the Lion King after they made the Aladdin game for Genesis mm-hmm. and Super Nintendo, and that did really well. And they had this huge fight. So they were getting all these cells, animation cells from the animators, and they were basically like rotoscoping them and putting them in the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. And they had this huge fight with the animators at Disney because the animators at Disney didn't want Simba to instantly flip when he changed directions because they just flipped the sprite, right? Yeah. It was right. like, that. that's not natural. Like, when you draw, when you animate something turning around, it takes a couple frames for him to face mm-hmm. the other way. And they're like, well, that's not fun. You don't want to wait for the characters to right, like turn that around. Disconnect. Oh, and yeah. the animators are like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about? What do you mean fun? This doesn't look real. And they're like, you know, they have this huge confrontation about like trying to get get that across one another. And it's like, this, yeah. we're working in different mediums, man. It's like, you have to accept this. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That'd be interesting because those games, those like branded games have such huge budgets and production value, even if they're not very good games. Yeah. But it's interesting to see how all those departments would fit together I guess so
0: they do that they did that and um and that's when they started getting people who actually worked on the game like the first two like they had a guy come in um one of the developers in double fine just talk about why he liked the original legend of zelda so much and thought legend of zelda 1 was the best zelda game right and then they had Mm -hmm. someone come in and just talk about a mother 1 2 and oh, 3 wow, just dude. forever. And he's like, "Yeah, so I played to this part on this uh, emu- uh on this ROM and so we're going to load this part and we're going to show you why this part's really cool." He's like, "Okay, and this other part I played to this point and we're going to load that that save on this ROM and we're going to go into that." And he's like super into it. And it was really cool, but I think, you know, obviously there's something special about having the developer in there and talking about like the development, but having someone who's just like, "I just really like this game." Right, just like a super fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And like this is and these are the specific aspects that are why this is my favorite game. So what's your favorite game, Sam? like ever? Like <laughs> like, like what? Like, like that like there's so much weight with that question. Right like, it's just kinda like like I don't know man. Um, what game influences you the most? What game is like, you know, you could go back, you know, you could take this question so many different Ooh, ways. Shit. Like what game could you play over and over again, or what well, game could yeah. you Right, um, is it missed? If it's Mist is fine. not
2: no. Mist you can't play over and over again. Just like because you figured it's, it out. Because yeah, that kind of game. Um, Mist is definitely like there's no missed speedrun. One of those resonating ones. There is. It's weird <laughs> because Mist is missed is. Uh, well, they have a 3D version of it now, but it's it was like a like a point and click adventure type thing. Yeah, it was all screenshots. Mm-hmm. It was like FMV. Right. Exactly. So so that like. So watching a speedrun of that game is like nothing. It's like <laughs> because aren't there it's like <laughs> noise?
3: Aren't there
0: like weird like loading transitions between like screens? Isn't it, like like gets really distorted or like dithers out and dithers uh, back in or something? Not not really. Okay. I mean it
2: does it does a little bit. I'm trying to. It's been a while since I played it, so I'm trying to remember. But no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, favorite game? Shit, dude. Uh, <laughs> let me let me like. You pass. Let me no. Let me
0: think for a second. I can. I can. Ruthie, do you have one in the chamber?
1: Um, I can think of one that I've played for way too many hours, and that would be Animal Crossing, um, across the whole series, basically. I mean, there's not that many of them, but starting with the GameCube one, um, it's a very mundane game. It's very boring. There's no goal. There's no action. There's no fighting. You basically just are doing chores and fishing and stuff so it's it's very boring in a way but also you can just play it endlessly and um especially with the new-ish 3ds one i want to say it came out like three or four years ago now so it's not even new anymore but uh just i've spent way too long on that game but I, i love all the the character designs i love that it has Thousands of different items that you can collect so you can kind of make your own goals with it It's almost like a sandbox where you can decide I want to I want to fish and that's all I want to do right. Or I want to get super rich or I want to be friends with everybody um, Sort of like with stardew Valley, have which you played is stardew oh, Valley, God. man,
0: have you played stardew Valley? I think when we <laughs> yeah. first met at the Ludum Dare, I was like you played it and you're like, uh, I was like, "You gotta play it." I played it. Um, I tried to get uh, my girlfriend
2: Lauren into it, um, and she Lor- Lauren is Lauren is very interesting person, especially to play test with because she um, the slightest things in a game will just ruin a game for her. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, it's a very good thing. Um, yeah. She's holding me to high standards and not, doesn't even right. mean to, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, but like, like for her, it was that she couldn't open a door while she was like hungry, and she like passed out on her front porch or something right yeah, yeah. stardew valley yeah yeah and so she that like made her put down the game that like made her like <laughs> i'm not playing this game ever again and she hasn't played it since and it's it's you know honestly right i, I love her and everything right so so like <laughs> i, I can only yeah, sure. speak positively yeah. of her yeah. but no no it is legitimately refreshing to see somebody so like religiously
0: discerning in in the games that
2: they oh, play yeah
1: yeah
0: um it's pretty cool I'm i'm kind of that way to a fault If you listen to the podcast, they're just like... Do you just bitch about games all the time? Well, it's not just games. It's like specifically like I bitch. I'm, you know, I'm always like the naysayer. And like, you know, when Star Wars came out, they're like, yeah, Star Wars. And I'm like, eh. Right. And they're like, we'll fucking murder you, Star Wars. And I'm like,
3: eh.
0: Yeah, I just kind of have like a high standard in terms of like storytelling, things like that. and mm -hmm. Right.
2: So, to answer you for, like, games that I like, I think probably one of the most influential ones, maybe not my favorite now, but, like, one of the ones that, I'm like, definitely, like, makes me make decisions and how I make games and stuff is probably Darwinia. I've heard of that. I don't okay. know what it is. I have no idea what uh, that is. Darwinia is crazy. Darwinia is a strategy game that is, like, uh, it's the most distilled strategy game. Um, so... Resources are just like, ah, I'm trying, it's been a while since I played it. Resources are just like power that you have essentially. Like there's no, um, it, there's no like wrapper around like, like Command and Conquerors and like Red Alert, right? Mm-hmm. Is an RTS. Uh, and you have to collect this, this type of, uh, like power source and this type of ore or whatever and combine those. Um, to like have, you know, money to build units or whatever, et right. cetera. Th- it's just straight up like, all right, well, you have this many like nodes that generate power access to you, right? Like you have access to that many. Okay. So you can generate this many units. Okay. Um, so it's just like, let's take an RTS and strip it down to like the most extreme basics. And then it's got like this really cool, like lo-fi vector art look to it, which, you know, I'm a fan of obviously, so. I'll um, have to check it out. Yeah, it's just I, yeah, that think, think like that, that. game is very much. It's been a while since I played it, so I'm sorry that I can't talk about it intelligently. Mm-hmm. But it's like very much about distilling an RTS into like its most like basic. Like what makes that formula fun only? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so, can see that. Yeah,
0: Darwinian is pretty cool, and it's real time.
2: Yes, okay. it's a real time strategy okay. game. You're like you're like in a computer and like fighting viruses. Okay, with like so kind of like Tron
0: aesthetic, kind uh, of. It's no? like
2: Tron, but lush if that makes like okay. everything's feel like green and like like uh um it, it feels like a world that's organic but in a computer which is really weird how they did that aesthetic it's it, it's <laughs> yeah, fucking cool. cool yeah it's a, it's a great game
0: because i mean i played a lot of played a lot of empire earth as a kid mm-hmm. and I also played a decent amount of warcraft 3 so
3: mm-hmm.
1: right. uh, i was obsessed with that game for a, i wasted a oh, whole man. summer on that just a whole summer warcraft 3
0: on reign of chaos the first one Like the original box, not the expansion pack.
1: Yeah. I don't think I had the expansion. But oh man, just think of what I could have done with all that time. (laughs) Instead of playing tower defense or whatever mods. (laughs) (laughs) Playing
0: Defense of the Ancients? Yeah. Defense of the Ancients 1.
1: Defense of the Ancients. The one where you're like a sheep trying to run from a wolf. Like just the dumbest mod. That's pretty
0: cool. (laughs) It's like Rodent's Revenge, but (laughs)
1: in a Warcraft
0: 3 mod.
2: I was never a Warcraft. I've never played Warcraft 3. It's good. Ever in my life. It's
1: really good. It's good. It,
2: it, yeah. it's,
0: the campaign gets hard. I yeah. Did, like, there's a point where I just, like, bowed out of the campaign. It's like when you play, it's like the last Night Elf mission. I was like, sorry, I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> um,
1: I don't know if I ever played it. I played, I tried to play, like, the latter competition type of thing, but I was never that good at it. I would just play undead and spam spiders the whole time.
2: The so. only the only Blizzard game I was ever, like, super into is Diablo 2.
0: I knew you were going to say Diablo. I just somehow uh, felt, yeah. I mean, felt it in yeah. my soul Diablo that you were going to say Diablo 2. Yeah. Di-
2: Wasted if another summer If you want to talk about favorite games, man, mm, Diablo 2 would, <laughs> would be up there. Holy shit. Yeah, so that game's really good. both of those good.
0: games, Warcraft, or well, Defense of the Ancients specifically, and Diablo are still getting updates. Diablo yeah, 2.
2: It's, yeah, it's, like blizzard is makes games right man i'm not i'm bored of seeing overwatch content all over imager but like that game but is made that so well. something else right no i mean well it, it's just like, like something that doesn't deserve it meaning overwatch totally deserves the attention it's getting because it's a well-produced like perfectly put together game mm-hmm. right um i'm sure it's team fortress 3 but like who cares? Yeah, it's great. It fun. It's a lot of fun, yeah. um, and uh, it's gonna be made with like it's made with like that Blizzard like integrity. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um,
0: I'm just super curious what the people at Gearbox right now are thinking with Battleborn. They're just like, "Well, guys, we tried. Dude, time to pack it in. Yeah, let's make a racing <laughs> game or some shit." Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then then like, Blizzard releases Rock and Roll Racing too. Like, fuck, god damn it. Yeah.
2: God, that's pretty funny.
0: Yeah. I've said it once. I'll say it again. Favorite game is Golden Sun. First for so
1: many interesting shit, dude. I haven't
0: thought about that game in a while. Golden Sun. That's a game. good game. And I was and I constantly was thinking why. And I think the most recent reason is because it's that perfect. You know, were you guys big Pokemon fans like the show as kids?
2: Like yeah, did you watch I, w- a lot of I was. Obsessed. I was never. I never. I've never really played Pokemon. I've never played uh, a cartridge all the way through, and I've never really watched what? the show.
1: I had the games. I had the cards. I went to Pokemon League at the Toys R Us. Yeah. So I had, like the got clothes. Yep, got the badges. Um, everything.
0: Well, what's what's really like endearing about like the show that they do better than the game is that it, you know it's you know the hero's journey or like you know a, a, a Bill Dun's Roman story. Right, sure. It's like yeah. it's, you know coming of age, and they don't really do it that well in the game. In the game, what they do well is like a sense of discovery, sure. a sense of like exploration. But in Golden Sun, since there's so much more narrative in it the coming-of-age story is way more pronounced. Hmm. And the actual, like, I'm going to this place... It's classic JRPG, where it's like, I'm going to this place and solving this place's problem, and then I'm going to this place and solving their problem, and all that stuff, you know, where somehow you're always the person Mm -hmm. fixing shit. Yeah. But it's just really well done.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. And I feel like they, in that game, they very much... Filed down the the rough. I I am not a JRPG person. Yeah, no, me normally either. With the exception of Golden Sun and like Mother, which isn't really a JRPG. Um, and Mother One. Yeah, I mean it's it's not really
0: not I, Earthbound. I, I, mean, I was just curious, like if there was a specific one where you like.
2: I like Mother Three the best. Yeah. But but like, th- those games don't really strike me as JRPGs. Like traditionally, like it's not like like compare compare those games to, like Final Fantasy. Yeah. Right. It's not the same thing. Um, but like, uh, for example like the battle system is super intuitive in golden sun. Yes. And it was mm-hmm. like they were able yeah. to, what I was going to say was it was like they were able to identify all sort of the rough edges that you have in a JRPG that make the games tedious and really file them down. Um, you get skills in that game by discovering the Djinn yeah. and equipping um, them and equipping them. But there's like a whole like world puzzle that you have to figure out to get them, yeah, and that's like what that's way cooler than just like oh well I fought enough dudes, yeah, you know that I'm like mm-hmm. you know can cast a level like, two fireball or yeah. whatever, or
0: like other job systems like the Final Fantasy tactics job system is just kind of like very opaque in some instances. Yes, kind of like,
3: oh. mm-hmm.
0: but yeah, the gin are so cool because like you mix and match, and if like the element of the gin matches the element of the adept, then it's like you have like they're just like have all the base skills but like super maxed out, but if like you mix and match, you can like create these crazy new classes yeah
1: net game was beautiful when it came out oh too. yeah i don't know if people realize that nowadays but when i was going from the game boy pocket to the game boy advance and these like gorgeous color graphics and like the animations of all the gin doing their super attacks or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, they're yeah. called it's Make just gorgeous yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. I, I it stunned me when i saw it for a little handheld game it's beautiful
2: yeah final fantasy tactics really did that for me yeah um, I liked that one too. That was that was like that that was the first final fantasy game I ever played. Was Final Fantasy Tactics. You know
1: what? That's me too. Really? Yep. I, wow. I'm not ashamed I, to that's admit. That's crazy.
0: I played like 5 minutes of Crystal Chronicles because everyone kept raving about it and I rented it and I was like, I don't get it. And then I stopped <laughs> playing it. And then the only tactics FF tactics game I've played is Final Fantasy Tactics A2 for the DS. Okay. And I've dumped like 130 options. Tactics yeah, yeah, A2,
2: yeah. yeah, I mean, that's that's like a better version. Like the the GBA one's good, but that's a better that's a better game is yeah. A2. Yeah,
0: so, so I played that and I played Final Fantasy 1. And mm-hmm. I still to this day think Final Fantasy, I haven't never really touched any of the other ones, but I think Final Fantasy 1 is the best one because it, there's no JRPG nonsense. It's just like classic kind of like Dungeons and Dragons or Dragon mm-hmm. Warrior influence. Right. Like, Going to explore this overworld and like here's a knight and here's a mage and here's a that. right it's super stripped down yeah that's that's the thing like jrpgs
2: uh or at least i don't know i i I don't i people like jrpgs so i
0: don't want to be like mean about them no i'm not like shitting on their preferences it's just like there's there's a lot of like i mean moment and mike and i were talking about last week it's like how there's like for final fantasy 13 or whatever it's like oh you gotta play the first 90 hours before it gets fun yeah (laughs) right it's just kind of like like, why don't we just compress that? Yeah, I mean, the story
2: is very rarely good. Um, I agree. In a lot of JRPGs, uh, Golden Sun and a few Final Fantasy games being an exception. Um, but like, it's it's really just like that formula is so uh, established and so mm-hmm. like like there's not a whole lot else you can do with it. Like, e- like think that like the basic formula is Final Fantasy one is like the basic jrpg formula mm-hmm. and then you can add stuff to that like a job system or like the Jin and golden sun um or uh i don't know i don't know jrpgs that well so i can't think of other examples but it's still like th- there's no like big change really that you can get out of that mm-hmm. well um, i think it's,
0: it's a good it's a good framework and to, to put an interesting narrative in which right. you know none of the final fantasy narratives again never really played any of them but just like kind of their aesthetic and their character design and their art direction like doesn't really appeal to me because yeah, it's yeah. super Japanese. So maybe they have amazing stories and I've just never experienced them. But I feel like that framework, like maybe you don't have to mess with the underlying framework that much. You just need to make the actual visualization in the story. Be the part that grabs you.
2: Right. I mean, if the story is, like, so good in a game. Like, if it's so good, then, like, you can overlook anything. Um, and I guess that, you know, like, like a game can have a shit story but be, like, really, really fun. Um, you know, like, tons of people play Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Those games true. are fun. Those, like, like Call of Duty multiplayer is a very, very fun thing. Uh, it's a fun game. But it's not fun to play the story. Because it's boring and vapid and <laughs> yeah. and yeah. uninspired, and it's
0: about like the roller coaster moments of like, oh, you're on the bridge and like everyone's dying and you you know have a shot and to right. take the shot. And oh, hey, yeah, like this that. we
2: reached the midpoint of the story where we killed the one guy you were playing, so now you're gonna play a new yeah, guy. Yeah, we're gonna, you know. Yeah, like I mean, it's predictable as shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I haven't played a, a Call of Duty game since Modern Warfare Two, and even that then, was the last one I played too. And I even think. then, I didn't finish the campaign. I think I played like I played a shit ton of Modern Warfare One. Yeah, and then. Played like half. The only thing I remember from the Modern Warfare Two campaign is that I was in a Burger King at one point. Mm-hmm. And I was fighting through a Burger King, and then like that's oh yeah, basically,
2: right. Uh, yeah. I remember that
0: level. Like hmm. the weird okay. Burger King knock knockoff because people invade America. And dude, that's
2: like coming huh. off the level where you like killed an airport. Yeah, <laughs> <Right>?
3: That's <laughs> the no, like
2: yeah. The no rush. Like the wind down <laughs> from
0: that. Like oh my god. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. It's <laughs> interesting. I'm listening to old bombcasts. Uh huh. Like I'm in like 2010. And I just listened to the one where uh, uh, Zampella and West left Infinity Ward. Oh, man. And so it's just super interesting, like, kind of having yeah. that knowledge and having that, like, certain like at the front of, forefront of my mind. And then also talking about... Um, because that was in the middle of or at the end of Modern Warfare 2's... Or maybe Modern Warfare 2 had already come out. I forget. But, like, it was around that time.
2: Yeah. Um, I don't know... I, I know very little about Infinity Ward. I played Modern Warfare. The only Call of Duty game games I ever played was the first Call of Duty, which was fun. Um, and then f- Modern Warfare, like Call of Duty 4. Um, and a little bit of 2. And that's the last Call of Duty game I played.
0: I played but. 3 on Veteran so I could get the achievement points. Because <laughs> it was like 500 wow. achievement points to, <laughs> to if you beat the campaign on Veteran. And it was the worst time i have ever had with a game because i was dying (laughs) constantly and i'm like why am i doing this and then i would just look at the achievement list and see the 500 points and like fuck it yeah i need this (laughs) oh man
1: very important to get those achievements
0: yeah remember when achievements were a big deal yeah i do and now they're not
1: nope
0: so let's stop talking about old games let's talk about new games ruthie what
1: have you been playing stardew valley okay i know that's a sore spot for some people it's it's kind of hard for me to admit but you know i'm one beer and i could say it um it's been horribly addicting taking up all my time last night the power was out so i just played it all night until my laptop died <laughs> i was traveling last week so i was like even playing it in an airport with my controller it's like i don't care i'm just gonna play this. i gotta plant these blueberries i, I gotta water my crops my, my virtual cows um, but it, I I really adore it, and especially because it was made by one developer. That's oh, just yeah. insane to me. The amount of detail and depth in it for one dude. You
0: see, it's coming to console.
1: No, damn, but damn, I... he's gonna make so <laughs> much yeah. money. Yeah. Oh
0: my god, really? But I know that. That's crazy. If I was, I wouldn't actually do this, but I really just want him to take his money and run, just just like just sit on it and be happy. He never needs to make a game ever again. I'm going nope. nope. to support Stardew Valley for the rest of my life. We're just going to keep updating this. We're release
2: it. Yeah,
1: he's talking he's about already releasing sold like 10 a... million
0: copies.
2: Or more than that. We were talking about that yeah. back at the Game Jam. Yeah. yeah. That he had sold 10 million. That it's, was like a week after, two weeks after release. If I'm... you look
1: at Steam stats, you can see the top 10 games that people are playing. And usually it goes like Dota,
2: TF2. Um, Call of Duty,
1: TF2, and Stardew Valley. Which is crazy. There's... At least 60,000 people playing it right at this second. Well,
0: there's just so much depth to that game. It's like literally like That's a nuts. Harvest Moon or Animal Crossing. But at it's the like, same
1: time, there isn't. It's just like a digital farm. But, and- <laughs> but there's actually a
0: lot of depth. Like, there's a lot of like role playing depth in terms of like, you know, there are special events that happen if you like befriend a certain person yeah. or like there's right. like special places that you can find or there are like quests that you can go
3: on. Yeah. Right. Like it's
2: that. got. Uh, Um see if I'm wording this right. It's got breadth and depth, right? Like it's got like a lot of shit to do and then some things also you can take really far and like get really technical with. Yeah.
1: Exactly, because there's a mine and you can you can never go in the mine and you can I mean there's no way to beat the game per se, but you could accomplish other goals like getting married or getting all these animals and never go in the mine. But what I did was I got to level one hundred and twenty in the mine, which is the bottom.
0: And wow. that's like,
1: that's the goal right. of that. So there's all these different goals. And, right. I mean, and, you're, yeah. you're, t-
0: you're talking about game feel and like in that, like the game feel or like the satisfying moment is like, at least for me, is like getting it's, it's, it's like a life simulator because like I just need enough money to just stay ahead. So I'm not burning through cash. That if I like, if my, if I lose my axe or something, I can just go to the shop and buy a new axe. It's not going to be, it's not going to be the end of my life. Like, right. it's kind of like that. It's <laughs> like I just need enough money in the bank. To make it to the next day. That's so crazy. You know, you know, it's like, or like Fable 2. Like, Fable 2 had the real estate system where it's like, I just need to, like, I just need a constant cash flow. Right.
1: So, right. But I'm a, I'm a Harvest Moon vet. Like, I've been playing it. <laughs> Sir, <laughs> yeah.
0: Look at these stripes. So,
1: a lot of people, they pick up Stardew Valley. They have to, like, learn how things work. Like, oh, I have to water my crops or they'll die. Oh, I have to pet the chicken every day to get a heart or whatever. But all this stuff, it's exactly like Harvest Moon. I'm just... I'll say that. This is exactly like Harvest Moon. Uh, I'm one beer in. But, uh, <laughs> but for me, it was all like, I knew exactly what I was doing day one. I picked it up so fast. I'm rolling in so much cash. Man. Uh, just because I know how the game works.
0: Are you one of those people, I know like Mason's like this. Mason's the kind of person where he will play a game and if he like feels like he has a better grasp of the systems, he'll restart the game. Like he does. That. He's done that with Fallout.
1: I see, so you can get an advantage at spring yeah. 1, sp- yeah.
0: false. Like to increase efficiency, I'm going to play this is good I this is my burner save. Where I'm going to oh, play man. this until I've mastered these systems and then I'm going to delete the save and start fresh. So I'm just completely uh, exploiting all the systems.
1: It's tempting, but one year in the game took me about 40 hours, so yeah. I would not. Right. You know, cuz I don't I don't have that much time to play games. I don't play any AAA games cuz I know I'll have to sink like 70 hours into it.
0: Yeah, I was playing Stardew Valley, and then I start playing Witcher Three, and I haven't gotten to Witcher Three in like a week since. <laughs> oh, we're Witcher Three is going to ruin your life. Yeah, that's. Oh, I'm mainlining free. that thing, man. Like, yeah. if fuck those question marks. If it's not on a job board, oh, that's the beauty of the game. No, nope. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it.
2: That's. Th- I fuck think it. they wrote like four hundred thousand lines of dialogue or something like that. It's like several novels or something of like of dialogue for that game. Uh-huh. It took them two years to record it. Like you're doing them a disservice Sam? by not like. Talking to the old lady who wants you to get her cat out
0: of a tree. Sam, fuck it. Because there's a
2: beautiful story attached to that. <laughs> fuck it.
0: It's, yeah, yeah. You're, I, I, I understand. I'm already in, like, Novigrad. Like, and I'm, like, 20, 25 hours in. I'm just, that's, like. No, 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 that's about right. Yeah. But, like, there are people that get in White Orchard, which is, like, the first area, and they never leave. Yeah. And I'm, like, fuck it. Steamroll this bitch. Let's go. <laughs> I got shit to do. Right. Um. I...
2: I put the game down for a while because uh, Novigrad got super boring for me, um, personally. I can um, see that. Um, but I mean, that game that game storyline has weird pacing to it. But then you have fucking Blood and Wine, um, <laughs> and that 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 is a whole yeah. other Witcher three. And what's the other like a Hearthstone? Whole... Yes, Blood and Wine's the newest one. Yes, that just came out. Yeah. yeah, and that one yeah it's a it's it's a whole
0: other game. I swear to God, it's huge. It's it's tremendous. It's ridiculous, yeah. but. So, Witcher 3, um, and then we'll get to what what you've been playing, Sam, but Witcher 3, uh, the Dragon Age games, and Golden Sun also do this really good thing where they, each geographic region, region is inspired by a real-life geographical region. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. like, in Dragon Age 2, and 1 and 2, it's like, to the east is Orlais, which is just France- so everyone from Orlais just has a super thick French accent. And so you can have all these cultural influences that people might be new to, and it's good so, because you don't really have to work that hard. You can just infuse real-life cultural influences into your game and hmm. actually have it more grounded and more thought out, but you're just taking mm-hmm. stuff from other cultures and spinning it into your That's game. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. But also, so what have you been playing, Sam? Yeah, so um, I, uh, I'm i to the point
2: uh, with my game where I have to like put some narrative in it. Uh Um, So I've been playing lots of narrative-centric games, trying to sort of, like... I don't know. uh, I'm a shit writer, so... Well, if you need a story advisor... Yeah, yeah, we'll talk. Definitely. But... um, So I've I've been playing a lot of narrative-centric games, uh, trying to sort of see... Maybe not get ideas, necessarily, but at least, like, like get in the mindset or something. Anyways, most recently, um, I've been playing Oxenfree, Mm -hmm. uh, which is really good. Uh, That's got... Some tremendously good writing in it. Um, I heard good things. Yeah, when it came out. So, so it's basically uh, the Goonies sort of meets like uh, I don't know if this is this works, but kind of like The Shining. Um, so the Shining has this really good uh, sort of layer by layer tension that builds up over time. Like it's very like it very much creeps up on you. The tension in that right. in that mm-hmm. movie. Okay. It's not. Yeah. It's not like a sudden like flick of the switch where like all of a sudden they're in like shit. Like yeah. it's incremental. It's like you um, know, the
0: boiling pot of water in the frog, just like slowly turning the
2: temperature up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that is the shiny. And Oxenfree definitely adheres to that formula as well. Mm-hmm. Um they have dialogue choices in that game that actually matter, right? So I played Firewatch and really didn't like it at all because really? mm. I felt very cheated by their dialogue system.
0: Um, we have a we have a de- we have a podcast decade of Firewatch. You should listen to it. Um, really, see see how your really? stuff matches. up. I, I could spend a podcast talking about why I hate that game. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Aw, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, but, I mean that's fine. Um, like
0: like I, I heard like uh, Patrick Klepek over at Kotaku like had some like story complaints about it, and I was like, I can I can see, I can see that.
3: It just
2: never adds. Like okay, so th- the whole point of that game is, oh look, you're you're. Like, games are about escapism, and the game is talking about escapism, right? Because it's this guy, like, going out into yeah. the wilderness, right? Um, and then at the end of the game, they say, are you disappointed? When they're talking about how when you're returning from your escapism, right. nothing's really changed. But you can't really take a player and put them through, like, an hour of... And I'm going to say a spoiler, but an hour an hour of, like... like oh, hey, your your wife got, you know, pre uh, early onset dementia. Right. You know, this horrible thing that, he, that we've dragged the protagonist through and be like, ha-ha, it's just escapism. Look, you were escaping the whole time. It didn't mean anything.
0: I mean, like, they just, like, throw it in your face, and it feels shitty, and it's like... You have a much more, like, metaphysical view of that game. Like, I never saw, like, it as commentary. Really? For games. At the end, they literally say to you, like... Are you disappointed? Right, and I can understand, <laughs> like, how you... But, like, the game does not say that to you. Delilah says that to Hank. And I understand, like, okay, well, right. these are representations. Right, sure. I, I get that. Beca- well, because
2: especially you've been playing Hank to your liking this whole time. I mean, like, that's the whole point of the dialogue choices is that they don't change anything. They just let you sort of adhere Hank to how you think he is. Right. Um. But anyways, just ranting, ranting about Firewatch aside, I... I like Oxenfree a lot, and yeah. and the dialogue choices in that game actually
0: do things. Um, uh, I haven't beaten it yet, so I don't know what it's all gonna add up to. But one, I, I've only seen screenshots of it because it's it's two D. Is it like a roguelike? Like aren't like mm-hmm. the choices like it's very linear. Um, it's very uh, very scripted. Okay.
2: Um, it's it's very much more of like a story puzzley type of experience. It's there's kind of no, like an adventure game. Yeah. There's no execution um there there actually are a few small execution things in it but it's very like they're very very few and far between very much more walk around dialoguey so
0: so i keep switching this thing i just my waveform looks small and then it looks super huge okay um
2: but you're liking it yes i love oxen free i think yeah it's got really good writing Mm. um and i
0: like the art style Style looks good yes it's like painterly yeah. and like but it's also geometric mm-hmm. like aren't all the characters kind of like square like don't they have hard angles or am i they're, not they're remembering like them they're correctly? 3d models um that move around on like a 2d world but they're like
2: they're they're definitely cartoony mm-hmm. um you never see their faces uh you just sort of hear their voices like you can see their face but there's no like characterization on it like it's oh, just like okay. a, it's just like flesh i like, oh, got it no, got like, it great
3: okay
0: uh, um, you said their character portraits or no. Did I mishear you? Um
2: I no, I don't think there are any there there are there are like some photos that get taken, like a, okay. like group photos and stuff where you kinda see what everyone looks like, but okay. there's um in the in the actual gameplay it's just dudes walking around. Okay. Yeah. So
0: is so there like body language, like if they're mad, will they like throw their arms around and yeah, stuff? Yeah,
2: and they've sometimes they have like little emotes that show up above their heads, like um <laughs> Big one, sweat th- drop. one thing I really like is you'll say something. Yeah, something like that. Like huh. so so you'll say something, um, and then they'll they'll all get like uh Like, you play this one girl, right? Uh, I can't remember. Alex is her name? Um, And you'll say something, and based on what you said, like, sometimes they'll all, like, have a little thought bubble that shows up with her face in it. Okay. And it's, like... So, like, thinking about her? Right. And it's, like, uh, what you said matters. Ah. Right.
0: So, so it's, like, a visual cue for, like, but it's telltale.
2: Yeah, Yeah, they
1: do that in Life is Strange, too. Right, yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Which I haven't played yet I need Ruthie, to Ruthie do you like Life is Strange
1: I do I love it I love Life is Strange I was very surprised That I would um, But I Our friend Nicole Who used to be At RVA Game Jammers But he, she moved to Texas Anyway She gave it to me For Christmas And um if My first impression Was like Oh great I'm a teenage girl Right Like, aspiring artist, she's, like, so... (laughs)
0: Did you, like, look at it, like, thanks to Cole. Is this, like, commentary (laughs) on me? I don't understand.
1: Yeah, I mean, the main character at first, she was just not compelling to me at all. But then I got into the game, and seeing that my choices mattered, uh, it just by the end of i'm only at episode two it takes a while to play through each one and you really have to sit down and concentrate because yeah. you have to remember details about what you're seeing and it's mm-hmm. you want to experience it and be there so it's not a game you can just pick up and play you need to like reserve a whole night and like set out your snacks and <laughs> and just sit down and play this game right but, uh, by the end of of uh, the second episode i was just stunned at the ending i couldn't say anything
0: it's fantastic <laughs> Like, I was
1: streaming it and I was doing such a poor job of of say, saying anything it just blew my mind this story I won't spoil it
0: right and but like what's it's just like you were saying like it does like the after school special like teenage drama like because you go in and you're yeah. like this is gonna be the biggest piece of bullshit yeah <laughs> and then like by the end of the first episode you're like oh my god like. Because
2: maybe I see. I haven't played it, but maybe that's like an intentional thing. Oh yeah, you know, like you're really supposed to yeah. like dismiss it first, like you know, fucking kids. Yeah, and then like you play it, and it's like pretty heart, uh, pretty heartfelt.
0: But it, 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 but the way it's the reason it succeeds is just because they made them human. Like they're not all stereotypes. Right. Like yeah, there's the mean girl that like picks on you, and she's like with the popular kids or whatever. But like, there's so much more depth to that. Mm -hmm. Uh Plus you
1: can you can treat her nicely or you can be mean to her and it affects her personality later.
0: Huh. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Like like how oxygen free, like a lot of the choices are like inform later parts of the narrative, like there's parts in here. And it's like the best way I can describe it is like it I'm trying to think of like a good I I had this really good like take this (laughs) and this. Like it's it's there's a lot of butterfly effect in it. Like a lot.
2: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It
1: literally shows you a butterfly yeah. when you've made a decision that matters. Yeah. Like it, it's uh-huh. it's a picture of a butterfly. You're right. So it actually
2: <laughs> is like sort of nodding its
0: head. Um,
2: yeah.
1: But so, she also has. To a,
0: yeah. But like how Ashton Kutcher has supernatural powers, like so does she. In yeah. This. So there's a teeny oh, okay, bit cool. of
1: fantasy. There's a teeny bit of uh, even like a horror thriller kind yeah. of thing with this storm that's yeah. happening it's the whole like time.
0: A little bit of Donnie Darko in it. Yeah, yeah. there's
1: some surreal stuff in it because everything else is very realistic all that the imagery is very realistic
0: But Is it like kind of absurdist
2: where it's like 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 I would assume life is strange right like I'm, I'm yeah like they have Some elements that would be out of place in real life, but that no one is like talking about like what? Well, like, the storm or something like that, where, like, it yeah. only matters to the people who, like, this is the yeah. story's yeah. concerned yeah. with, yeah. you know, but everyone else is kind of just, like, you yeah. know, doing their yeah, own thing. Yeah, it's, like, Donnie
1: Darko's a really good Yeah, Re- yeah Donnie reference.
2: Darko's an absurdist yeah. piece of work, so... Like, like, yeah. Like, yeah. The,
0: like the storm that comes that she kind of, like, foresees happening, like, it only affects this town. But right. It's, like, mm-hmm. going to destroy the town. Right, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's really good, like man
1: the production value is incredible and all the voice acting is really really good and that's something that i i don't like games with cutscenes. that's that sounds horrible to no, say out loud but, totally, totally but, to say that. <laughs> but i feel like if i'm playing a game i want to be playing it and the good thing about life is strange is that you are playing through the cutscenes rather than just passively watching them okay. so you're I- actually you can walk around you can interact with things and you're learning the story that way yeah. Okay, yeah. than it's a lot of tell, it, like
0: it plays like a telltale game.
2: Okay, yeah. So yeah. I- is it relying but like okay, so like Gone Home is all environmental storytelling or whatever the guy yeah, calls yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um what is 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 does it have a lot of that DNA or is it much more like interactive, like dialogue y type stuff? It
1: it's, it does have like, a few cutscenes, but it is very much more interactive and it actually does have more gameplay elements than I'd say Gone Home does. Because yeah. there's right. parts where because there are light um, puzzles where like, you have puzzles. to use your
0: time. You have like a time rewind mechanic. Oh, okay. Is and that like her power? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Um,
1: Spoilers. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean, that comes in like <laughs> I mean, the first scene. Yeah, that's like the point of the game. But yeah, you can...
0: But I would argue it isn't. And I think that's what makes it awesome. Is that they give you this fantastical like superpower. And then it takes a back seat to her relationship with her best friend.
1: Yeah, it really Ooh, doesn't have right. that much to do with it. So it's almost like a red story. herring in a
0: way where they're like,
2: you know, they're focusing you so much on that, but then the, the, you know, maturing relationship with this friend, mm-hmm. like.
1: Yeah. The main purpose yeah. of the, the time rewind is that say, like, you asked me a, or I asked you a question and, and you give me one response and I didn't like it. I could just rewind and get another one. Yeah. That's kind of mm. how that works. So. Yeah. You can you can decide which path you wanna go on. So there's there's a room where there's a bird in it for some reason. You can choose to let the bird out of the room or you can leave the bird in the room. And so you could see both of those endings per se. If you wanted to by and, rewinding,
0: and it's really cool how powerful it gets because you can get like pretty far in a scene uh-huh. and be like, "This entire scene's fucked," and just like rewind yeah. it <laughs> to the beginning of that scene and be like, "All right, let's." Yeah.
1: Right.
2: Does it? Is there any like punishment for that though? Is there any like repercussion? It's not. Do it, they incentivize playing it out in any way, like living with your decisions? It's well,
1: like, you have to live with one of your decisions.
0: Yeah. And you can only
2: see like you can like, only yeah. pick
1: one thing to go on with and you can only right.
0: see the conclusion of that decision within that small scene like you can't yeah. have foregone. gone like you can't see like okay so just that. where like
2: like in the beginning of um the walking dead telltale game they're like so and so will remember that yeah and then it matters at like the end only yeah that's that's pretty there, cool there's some stuff like that yeah
0: yeah i feel like i also compared it to something narratively i compared it to like bastion how, okay. like, the Bastion is actually all about the relationships with the characters. Yeah. And not at all about this apocalyptic scenario. Right. And that's what makes Bastion really good. Right. Um, and I would say it's very similar to that. Right. Okay, yeah, That's cool. kind of
1: what I'm wondering about Life is Strange right now. Because I've just finished chapter two. They divide up into five chapters. And so you've got these relationships with friends. You've got the storm. And I'm like, which of these is really important which one's like the mcguffin which is like the thing that's faking you out it's,
0: it's really good i don't know oh. so
1: i gotta finish it twin
0: peaks was another example another comparison because there is like a scent there's a bit of mystery mm-hmm. and it takes place in the pacific northwest mm-hmm. so okay. it's like yeah. a lot of that kind right. of like right on. art direction to it that yeah it's true, really yeah. good I, I i think it's fantastic yeah i'll have to play
2: it lauren lauren likes those like narrative uh very narrative heavy games so we'll mm-hmm. have to i'll have to
0: try it out i bought that telltale bundle a while back earlier this year and i played through most of them
2: yeah see i want a telltale game that isn't a licensed thing i do too like we were talking about that i I do do. too um and i i liked the walking dead one uh i actually didn't watch the walking dead i watched i i didn't like the show i watched like the first few episodes and didn't keep watching it but Mm -hmm. i really liked the telltale game yeah but like i'm I'm not gonna play the minecraft telltale game you know just because i'm not that into minecraft like i don't i don't think minecraft's that cool anymore Hmm. do you do you like game of Thrones? Would you no. play the Game of Thrones one? Probably not. I don't like Game of Thrones really. Okay. Um, I- I'm sorry, I suck. I, I don't like it either. <laughs> I don't. I don't care, man. Look, I've
1: never, wa- I've never watched it. Look, though. if you don't like something, that's fine.
0: <laughs> the the point where it gets to like I don't like it and you can't like it either. That's where like, and I'm not saying you're doing that, but like, right. I have no problem with people. No, like, sure. Having different- yeah,
2: I'm just not a fantasy person. Right. The yeah. only fantasy the universe I even I like can bearably enjoy is Lord of the Rings, and I just you know it's just not into swords and dragons and shit. Right. It's not my thing.
0: And it's interesting because I know people are like the exact opposite, where they hate Lord of the Rings, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like and the, but the, in the super
2: in Game of Thrones.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mason's like that. Mason's huh. never, never read or watched Lord of the Rings, or he's watched the the uh, first the Fellowship of the Ring. Okay, yeah. And he's never watched the other two. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's yeah. You know, play life is strange i think i it's really good i
3: yeah, recommend I believe it you.
0: i yeah I'll, I'll totally i'll totally give that a shot got to finish oxen free but that'll be next yeah. i need to
3: play
1: it. i want to play that too
0: so here's something sad you know what i've been playing what what i've been playing the facebook messenger soccer game <laughs> that's
1: a game I've, I've been I've playing heard about is it fun? this but i haven't seen I haven't played it. it
0: yet well i'll show it to
1: is
2: it
0: you.
1: on your okay. is, can you
0: play on your phone yeah my um, my phone is nearly dead,
2: so I it, can't join you. Is but.
1: it on Facebook Messenger? Yes,
0: you need to update your messenger. Um, oh man, the uh, so they made a basketball one for March Madness, right? Yeah. Right. Um, and it was just uh, so you would have a basketball and there'd be a hoop, and then you just swipe up and you determine the direction of the basketball. Uh huh. And, and you know, and if it gets in, you get a point. And if you miss it all, it resets to zero. Right. Automatically. We, after the first 10 shots that you make, the hoop starts moving back and forth. After 20 shots, it moves back and forth a little faster. After 30 shots, it starts going in a figure eight. Um, and and so it did really well. Like Apparently, like a billion people played it or something like that. What? It's like a crazy amount of people played that basketball game. Um,
2: well, that's just because... That's well, just, like it's available, available to mar- Market penetration, yeah. 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 Like it's just um, like, oh, so it's on everyone's app that you mandatorily have to have on your phone. <laughs>
1: yeah. you know, like, <laughs> how, how do you get to this? Uh,
0: you send someone the soccer ball emoji and then you tap the soccer ball emoji. I'm not doing
1: that. Just, <laughs> I- really?
0: Yeah. Really, can I play it on your phone? Yeah, I'll show it to you. Okay, um, let me
1: see it on yours. I'm not going to just randomly send someone a soccer ball.
0: You, you can play it in here. Uh, this is the Word podcast chat. Um, so you tap on the basketball and you have to keep it up in the air. Oh, okay. I see. Um, so you're just constantly so when oh, so comes. Jugg- oh, wow, it's hard. So it's like juggling a soccer ball with your feet. Like when it comes down, you have to tap on it and send it back up in the air. Except how long have you played this? The hitbox on it is like teeny. Yes, it's really, really precise. Um, I've been playing this for a couple days. Um,
1: um, that's really embarrassing.
0: <laughs> thanks, Ruthie. <for laughs> just
1: gonna go ahead and say that. It's
0: got 12. The name of it is called Keepy Up. The fucking
1: emojis are just so... (laughs) Like like a crossy road. Distracting.
0: Like I just got like a clap hands. Oh, the best (laughs) part is the frame rate drops when you get to 30. So when you get to 20, when you get to 10, it shows like this spotlight. The spotlight kind of flashes Uh back and forth and then goes away. When you get to 20, two of them come up. When you get to 30, every time you, you successfully tap on the soccer ball, a firework explodes. So this frame rate drops to like 10. (laughs) <laughs> it gets really bad. Mason's oh, dang. Mason's currently leading with sixty-six. I have fifty-nine. What? It's crazy. Wow, it's so hard. Yeah. I got ten. Yeah. If you get to thirty, it gets insane. Keep me up. Oh. No, keep me up. Keepy oh, keep up. up. Keepy like up. Crossy Road. Yeah.
1: Oh, I was at an arcade last week and I saw an actual physical arcade game of Crossy Road.
0: Whoa.
1: And um That's
0: crazy.
2: Are you sure Do- it wasn't and Doodle just
1: a jump? Show. No, they were branded.
0: But wait, it was I like a, a, picture, a dedicated but, cabinet?
1: Yeah, arcade cabinet for Crossy Road with a big vertical screen on it. So weird.
0: Because Crossy Road's on Apple TV now. So I was just going to say that it's they just on, like plug an Apple TV into like the back of this Same so, cabinet. So I'm
1: showing them a photo of Crossy Road and Doodle Jump. Oh, my what? God. Arcade cabinets. Yeah. It's so funny to me because usually they have like an arcade game and then a mobile version. But, but...
2: you're like paying to play the free game.
1: Exactly.
2: Why? <laughs> why? Wow. I, I will never, dude, this, this, is, is, why viral any, marketing. this, this is why I'm not going to make a money, any money off of Silent Earth is because I don't understand what people How pay money for works. on mobile. I don't, I don't get why you would pay for that.
0: I mean, like that Crossy Road cabinet looks pretty dope.
1: It is. It is in its form, it is an arcade game. Yeah, you like know, it's, built it's just for Frogger. An arcade. Right, it's it, yeah. it
2: it's in the arcade genre. Right. Yeah. Like right. I
0: understand that because like you could get a bunch of people who don't have a smartphone or like they have a smartphone but they don't play games on their smartphone. Who doesn't have, and a, they, who doesn't have a smartphone anymore? I mean like
2: <laughs> well that's so, not your target
0: audience then. But you this, know? but the point is that like maybe they have a smartphone but they don't play games on it or they don't sure. know what kind of games they can play. Right. And but they played Frogger way back in the day. Like, my mom. My mom doesn't play smartphone games. Okay. But she, has, she loves Frogger. Right. She grew up with it. Um, and she has an iPhone. If she saw that, and then at the end of your play, it said, download on iOS and Android. She'd be like, cool. And then that's one more fucking mm-hmm. download, which could potentially be one more sale. Right. I mean, it, they just have to find this obscure arcade mm-hmm. in Hawaii, or where'd you go? Yeah. <laughs> Alabama. Okay. All oh, right, The Volcano. <laughs> the volcano threw me off. (laughs) Oh right.
1: y'all didn't think that was real. No, I didn't
0: think that was real. I thought you went to like some like funny luau, but it was just like Hawaii, so volcanoes.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Oh my god, that's funny. I
1: went to this uh, like they have a lot of these near tacky beaches like uh, you know Daytona, Myrtle Beach, whatever. So there was like a big. Yeah, a big complex where they have the go-karts and the mini-golf and stuff. So that big volcano is in the mini-golf course. But they had a massive arcade full of awesome games.
0: Like Crossy Road.
1: Like Crossy Road. <laughs> no, they had a ton of pinball machines, which is where my dad was like, "Huh, oh, I used to play pinball back in my day. I'll, I'll kick your butt. And then, uh, then he's terrible at it. And he's
0: like, sign this contract.
1: Yeah. I, I-
0: <laughs> <laughs> that confirms I kicked like, your butt.
1: People would come up and put quarters in it, and they didn't know how to start the game because I guess it's like not intuitive enough. The pinball? Yeah, the pinball. What? To start the game. You they'll... pull the thing. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. They just don't know how to play, and then they just walk away, so we'd wait for them to put coins in and then uh, go just play. Just wait for
2: people to be like, it's busted. Yeah. And, like, just...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's busted, see, and you like, make the tilt sensor go wow. off. Yeah.
0: Man. That's funny.
2: Dude, imagine how cool a... Portrait arcade cabinet of Silent Earth with like a industrial touchscreen. Oh yeah, would be oh my shit! Oh. I should build that. You should spend like five thousand dollars and.
1: Nah, we went to that. the the Smithsonian <laughs> had a indie game festival of kinds last winter. Fall. That was the first time I met you, actually.
2: Yeah, you were um, hanging out with Tyler. That was. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah.
1: They had a game called Slam City Oracle's by two lady devs in New York.
2: Dude, I um, played
0: that. at, it
1: at uh,
0: Um, Indiecade.
1: Yeah, but it's on a vertical screen.
0: I really hope the name of their dev studio is just called Two Indie Devs or Two Girl Devs, Two Lady Devs oh. in New York.
1: <laughs> That's I, what I, I, I want. I don't remember their names, but they were super nice and they showed me the cabinet. They had actually built it out and um, they took me around the back side and showed me how they built it. But basically. Just a long sideways monitor, right? Yeah, but I, I love the controls for it because there's one big button, and you just slam it. and maybe a joystick, but um, the yeah. that control is just so satisfying. It's like the
2: it's like the whole like uh like double bounce on a trampoline mechanic where you're like trying to like time your jump mm-hmm. so that so like, your momentum like adds, adds your, to the your thing. Mario
1: And you're hip dropping on things, but you're also bouncing 200 feet in the right. air.
2: Hmm. Yeah, but it's 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 like it looks like a catamari game
1: yeah and it has um, the riot girl music that's super loud and like I bl- really
0: i'm really cool loving every it's so good uh the um no will built a cabinet for redshift blue shift they took to um uh, magfest yeah and i found the site that he bought the parts from and they'll send. They send you just CNC pieces of wood that you just click together like Legos, and then you just provide the internals. Like they give you mm-hmm. a monitor, and it's a it's it's what? not a it's not a full length cabinet. It's a it's a desk. It's cabinet. a tabletop. It's a table yeah. cabinet. But it comes with you know eight buttons and a joystick, and the monitor, and then the CNC wood, and then you just got to put the guts in, whether it's a Raspberry Pi or some you know itx mini itx motherboard or whatever, and you're good to go. That's awesome. And Man, I should I
2: should build one. Yeah. Holy shit, that'd be so fun. Problem is if, like if I magically like
0: have the money to do that after I release Silent Earth, then yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. It's like three, four hundred dollars. Totally like it's not like it's, it's yeah, it's money, but it's not gonna it's not Like, it's not $5,000. Yeah, it'd be a fun thing to take to, like, MagFest. Yeah.
2: It's
1: definitely, it definitely, people lined up for Slam City Oracles versus other people playing their games off of a laptop or whatever. Right. It's not as compelling as slamming that big button. Yeah. It was awesome.
0: You should put, you should, if you make an arcade version, just use a trackball. Oh, like, Missile Command? (laughs) Yeah. Like, really do,
2: I'd probably do, like, a trackball, but you could touch it if you wanted to, because, like, the trackball, like, it's, like, such a nice homage, but, oh, my God, what a, shit way to play that game <laughs> it's it's oh yeah I'll, i i couldn't imagine playing my game on a trackball holy shit that would suck yeah
1: it'd be doable because it's way
2: faster than missile command Uh uh-huh. <laughs>
0: you'd just be like slamming that trackball yeah, yeah. <laughs> And like god
2: it'd be, it'd be cool though
0: the problem is like I'll do it they they suggest raspberry pi for this uh cabinet but like um you can't run uni games on raspberry pi they yeah, you can you can yeah linux you sure? Yeah. yeah. I was reading up on it and it said you couldn't. You sure? I mean, you can't build it natively for Raspberry Pi, but if you, if you that's run, what it was. If you
2: run yeah. a Linux distro on your Raspberry Pi, then it should work. Yeah. Okay. It'd be kind
1: of yeah. slow, but it'll yeah. work. Oh. Just because it's not a just go a processor as, like, a real computer. No,
0: Ruthie, you got to get a mini-ITX and slam a like, 960M into it. <laughs> for, yeah. like, the Crossy Road cabinet, do they just have, like, some fucking iPhone
1: <laughs> sitting
3: inside the cabinet? <laughs> like, Probably. It's, I mean, it's not you know. even iPhone,
0: like, plugged into anything. It's an iPhone mirroring to, like, an Apple TV or something. Right. That is
1: very possible. Yeah. <laughs> very possible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because the competitive, like the, the, like, the multiplayer Crossy Road is on Apple TV, so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, they just gutted an apple tv or something did so yeah
2: that's crazy It'd be
1: super cheap and it costs like this are these arcades that are very tourist frequented areas it's like 50 cents to play so that's quite a lot of money right. i think
0: i wonder how much the cabinet was like i wonder who like is distributing those things is there like a, is there like an indie publisher for like indie games on arcade cabinets to like take to retro arcades dude i'll bet you how it works and you're you're a business major i'm business dude Yeah. so so you know
2: you, you can tell me whether i'm right um okay. but like you're it, right <laughs> it's totally it's totally like someone's buying the rights to put it in an arcade cabinet and they're getting they're getting like 70 percent or whatever of the uh of the coins, of, of the coins. you sure would that would that make sense i I don't know
0: because in my head like i mean i can't remember how they used to do it back in the day for like what they're doing is they're
2: selling the cabinet like they don't keep the coins they're they're selling the cabinets to the businesses yeah so they make money per cabinet and then give a royalty fee to whoever makes crossy road to hipster whale yeah right oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. right um so they're making money off the cabinets business businesses makes money off the coins and they don't have to pay anything because right. yeah. they just have the coins. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's how, probably how it
0: works. Yeah, that makes sense. I The only question I have, I don't... I I wouldn't think that Hipster Whale would sell the rights to, for the cabinets. I think they might go into like a distribution deal with some cabinet manufacturer to build the cabinets and they split it 60-40 or however right. yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they full-on... It's, it's a...
1: So it has Hipster Wells branding on the arcade machine and then one other company called Adrenaline Games. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's probably Is the that people their...
0: who manufacture the cabinet. Yeah. 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 I think I think they they work together and they get a revenue a revenue split on the sale of the cabinet.
2: Well, I guess arcades truly are dead, though. Like, if that's like, if like ar- arcade games are games that you can go download for free now, like that is like, <laughs> those yep, are
1: they're yeah. dead. That's well, it. it's
2: the novelty. Like this, it looks is a
1: novelty.
0: Pretty freaking
2: cool. Let me see. I When see you have picture. those
1: big physical buttons that you can slam with your fist and stuff, it's really fun. Right. But...
2: It's the it's the arcade experience. But when I say arcades are dead, and I I don't mean to ruffle any feathers. But w- when I say arcades are dead, I just mean that like our arcades are not like the vehicle by which oh, yeah. we deliver games to yeah. people. No. It's on the I mean, phone they haven't first, been for a long time, right? but like
1: No. And the most popular games you'll see in that photo that no one is playing those games. Everyone's playing like the ones where you throw the basketball in the hoop or skee-ball or these more physical games. Right, cuz
0: you can't get that experience at home.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: It's weird. It's like,
2: I mean, it's like rendering at full resolution and everything. It like looks really really pretty. Dude it's voxels it's, it's, like a, how yeah. much like like, what do you need to output <laughs> well, like that the, Though, like the UI and stuff isn't fuzzy you right know, like they've got they've got it's it's it, I'm not talking about like processing power it's just like they it looks like they made the assets for it to also be an arcade game oh yeah yeah,
1: right. yeah. it's like a 40 uh, inch screen it's huge
2: yeah I'd play it Fuck yeah I'd it. probably play it I'd go to Alabama oh, how man. much was it for one game of Crossy Road
1: most of these games are 50 cents I think That's not too a bad. lot of a lot of arcades would be just 25 but this was in like a tourist area yeah so it depends
0: I um when we went to PAX East uh a month two months ago, um they had let me tell you PAX East is awesome and at the same time it sucks because never in my life did I hate lines like I did in oh, PAX yeah. East. It's like so <laughs> so Pyre the new um super giant game uh huh had had a booth but their booth was basically a huge monolithic box that had like a vinyl. Um, wrap around on it of all the Pyre artwork, and then they had a line wrapping around this giant box. Like oh, you wow. literally could not see into the booth; it was just a cube, and wow. then just a line wrapping around. it was like, "Fuck that!" We couldn't play anything VR because everything VR oh, had yeah. like a four-hour line. Yep. Except for this tech demo for Unreal Engine that was like packed away somewhere in the corner. Um, and it's like here, watch unreal engine showdown and it's like a 30 second thing that you just stand there and it like walks you through like this, this battle zone, the things hmm. shooting each other. Um, and right next to that was rocket league on three monitors. <laughs> so it had peripheral vision rocket league. Wow. Yeah. And I was like asking the guy cause I think it was like an NVIDIA or some hardware manufacturer booth. And I was like, so what you got rocking these rigs and he's like, there's two nine eighties in the Oculus rig. And then there's three nine eighties in the rocket league rig. And he's like, so you have a 980 per eye for Oculus, and you have a 980 per screen for Rocket League. And I was like, Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> like it's like a couple grand in each of these machines. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. Um But yeah, I don't even know where I was going with this. What was I saying beforehand? Something, We're you, about, something, about, something about playing stuff at PAX. Oh, uh, so, yeah. th- so there's like a little arcade section. Okay, neat. And there's yeah. like, you know, just like it's kind of like the combo arcades. Like this has Sinistar and a bunch of other stuff in it
3: yeah
0: um there's one it was like galaga and donkey kong and i was like cool i like da- galaga and or donkey kong i will play galaga and or donkey kong someone had fucked up the stick uh, and donkey kong hey
1: go to the laundromat in my neighborhood and they have that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> it's actually it's um I think it's Galaga and Pac Man, but the same kind of deal. it's two games in one. No,
0: you're right. It was Galaga and Pac Man, and then to the left of that was Donkey Kong. Was like, yeah. Donkey Kong and Galaga?
2: It's like yeah. that's Namco and, and Nintendo. Nintendo. Nintendo.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what <laughs> is? <that? laughs>
1: but yeah, my laundromat has one. It's uh, it's it's a good deal because you're going in there with quarters anyway. Might as well put one in there. But that one works. Yeah.
0: So this one is great because Mario couldn't run left. <laughs> the first girder in Donkey Kong is you running to the left. You could only run left if you slam the jump button at the same time. So basically uh... I'm slamming the jump button and then like slamming the stick to the left and Mario is jumping up and then like kind of floating over to the left <laughs> because it's like recognizing Were the we signal. Were able to climb
2: the first girder though?
0: Yes. Nice. And then I started running to the, to the right and and then I got to the third girder and I was like god damn it. So because I think the Mario Mario's jump, Jumpman's jump in Donkey Kong, automatically has him move in the oh, wow. direction you're facing. So maybe me yeah. moving the joystick wasn't actually doing anything. Right. But it like added this hmm. extra layer to Donkey Kong, like as if Donkey Kong <laughs> isn't hard enough by itself. Let's right. make it so you can't run left. And right. you can yeah. only move when you jump. So if you get two barrels that are right next to each other rolling down the hill, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Like, Our,
1: yeah, that reminds me of those people on YouTube who will play Mario 64 without jumping. Or, you know, they'll set these weird limitations uh-huh. like that, and they'll play the whole game without pressing the A button. It's just crazy. Those are
0: like pacifist runs in Fallout, which is like, why are you tormenting yourself? Yeah, right. but,
1: but in Mario 64, it's like, how do you get through this without jumping? And they're like, oh, well, you, there's a glitch where you, you can run up the wall here and this and that. It's they, People put these limitations on it because they played it too many times, and they need a limitation like that. So maybe it's good that you experienced it that way. It
0: was just like... Oh my god. I was like, I just want to play Donkey Kong. Like I really like Donkey yeah. Kong. And it's like you just ruined Donkey Kong for me. Wow. Um wait, so in this thing, in the Super Mario sixty four thing was uh-huh. like Mario just like like skating up the side of a hill or something. Yeah, like how-
1: they'll find things like that. There are legitimately some levels where you can get away without jumping, maybe the first level.
2: If you use the cannons a lot, I bet. Ah Yeah. 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 that's not jumping. So yeah. they're
1: they're trying creative ways to solve a level without Using the A button, basically.
0: Hmm, right. But isn't like some of the <laughs> boss battles you have to like ground pound to beat the boss?
1: I mean, I have no idea. I haven't played, I have no I haven't idea. played
0: Mario 64.
1: There are people long. that have figured out um, so much You can ground so pound without using
2: it. the A button if you fall off of stuff.
1: yeah. So maybe if you wait for like a want block to throw you in the air and then...
0: And then you ground pound.
1: Ground pound. <laughs> just
0: ground pounding like 80 <laughs> feet in the air and then he hits the ground. Like I don't know. Hits you, a Goomba.
1: You got to watch it because it's just insanity. I'm like, you got too much time on your hands. That's crazy. Right. That's what you do.
0: Um, Speaking of... uh, And we can end on this if you want or if, like if you want to keep going on, whichever. Um, the, uh, have you heard about this... Have, okay, first off, have you guys played Fallout 4? I have no. not played Fallout 4. You have not played Fallout 4. No. Okay. Um so in Fallout 4, you, you know the basic concept, you know, it's a first-person I played shooter. Fallout 3. Okay. Yeah. So so have you played any of the Fallout games and I the Bethesda but ones, I'm familiar with it. Okay. So like you get companions, right? Yeah. Um there's this article about this guy who played um So there's a new survival mode in Fallout 4 that they just added. And in uh-huh. survival everything is way harder and not only that you have a there's a hunger and thirst mechanic and not only that you regenerate health a lot slower not only that all the enemies regenerate health if you don't shoot on them quick enough and not only that diseases and everything are way worse right so it's just like the hardest version of fallout you could play The fallout 4 is fallout 4 Mm -hmm. yeah um they had this also in fallout new vegas um, a version like this I played New Vegas but it wasn't Yeah, well, you, could, you had to change it and, oh okay right it was a mod or something no 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 it was built in it was like survival oh, mode oh okay yeah um, neat and it added like a thirst mechanic I, I, I want to play one of those games without a map just, I think that would make the just game just don't open the map oh that's another thing with the Fallout 4 survival mode Um, you can't fast travel
2: hey so you have to walk that's pretty
0: cool right to get to where you're going I like that so that's you neat. can't avoid encounter, encounters and things like that Uh huh. So this guy, um, who does like runs like this, um, does like pacifist runs and things like that, decided to play this, play survival mode with the added caveat that he can only he only has one life. So if he dies, he's dead. Deletes the save. Mm. Oh, I think I heard Done. about this. You heard yeah, about this? Yeah, I think I heard about this. It's fantastic. Wow. So he befriended. Um, so he chose Preston Garvey, who's like the first guy you meet, as his companion. So he's going through the game because the companions make the survival mode a lot easier um, but not like incredibly easy and there's a part where he glitched out where Preston Garvey um, like wasn't recognized as a companion but was still his companion so he um, stayed with him but then the player could get a second companion um, so he had two companions now they were just wrecking shot for him and making this way easier hmm. and then it bugged out even more where Preston Garvey then became hostile to the player. Oh shit! So Preston Garvey was bugged out to already where like he wasn't taking as much damage, you know, and uh, he had infinite ammo uh-huh. and like he was just constantly firing. Um, and then he turns hostile to the player. So you have this unstoppable killing machine who has infinite ammo, <laughs> and on top of that, he is the player like p- probably pimped him out with like lots of stuff. Yeah, right? he like yeah. gave him a uh-huh. Gatling gun, right? And Preston Garvey is also demarcated in the game as a essential character. So he can't technically die. So he can lose all of his health and faint. And then like five minutes later, he's standing back up. Right. So it's just this war of attrition of this player going across the fallout map, constantly downing Preston Garvey and then running away from him. And Preston Garvey just has turned into the Terminator. where He is just chasing (laughs) him down across uh, the greater Massachusetts area and just Trying to kill the player, that's crazy. And this player is like, this is a nightmare. This is the dream of nightmares. Like so it just yeah. like pop out from behind like yeah, in an alley. And it be was like, literally hey, like, man, back. it's literally that <laughs> like situation where he's like in the middle of a dialogue conversation with like a player, and he's trying to finish a quest, and then he's thrown out of the dialogue because Preston Garvey appeared and engaged combat with him, and he's like, fuck, and then he's wow. down Preston Garvey, and then finish the quest real quickly and leave. So what he eventually ended up doing was somehow, because there's the settle building settlement building mechanic, right? So he like drags Preston Garvey out to the settlement that he had and somehow leads him up this flight of stairs and deletes all the stairs behind him and builds this sky prison to entrap Preston Garvey for the rest of his days inside of this nice. box in the sky. That's awesome. <laughs> and then eventually he bugged out again and then he became friendly to the player. Uh. But it's just, it was just <laughs> he, amazing. He like, learned his lesson. He yeah, was like, yeah. I'm sorry, man. It's like, I shouldn't have done all that. But just like, could you imagine? Because like you also can't save. Um, You you have to sleep in a bed to save. Right. So, but you can't sleep in a bed if you're engaged in combat. So just imagine like the scenario of like, oh, I finally get this. And then just Preston Garvey like poking his head <laughs> into the room. He's like, oh, fuck. Oh, man. But that
1: completely changes the narrative. It's yeah. like a whole new story. Right. It's no longer sort of about
0: an emergent narrative. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. no longer about a guy trying to find his son. It's about this guy <laughs> wandering the waste trying to avoid this mass murderer who's just <laughs> fueled by the hatred of killing the player character. I That's pretty it. awesome. Yeah, it was great. Um one of my favorite
2: games ever uh, is just the the stalker series. Yeah. And a lot of behavior like that, maybe not to like that extreme, but like a lot of a lot of that behavior where like you'll have like an enemy that's like I, I fucking hate this guy. Like uh-huh. it's like like I'm going to kill him. Um will happen. Uh and that's just like built into the game. Like they fully they fully uh try and make that part of the player experience where like um you'll you'll like have like a group of bandits or something, or or another faction that like really doesn't like you because of one thing you did, and like actively try and hunt you down. Uh, you'll run into like raiding parties of them and stuff right. too. Right. Yeah. The game is if you ever played the Stalker series and you have a PC that's like reasonable, you should play it. It's they're very very good. Is it third person shooter? First person shooter. First-person uh, it's shooter. like an open world, first person shooter with like a Diablo style inventory system. Okay. So like you pick up items and they like consume physical space in your inventory. Right. Um. Because it's like a square. Right, it's like Not, a grid system. No like Resident management. Evil or right, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and so you you'll have like all these like there's a ton of different types of guns and like different armor you can get and all sorts of different things, and it very much feels like they took uh sort of like the the armor and weapon systems, uh in and Skyrim and like put them into a first person shooter. Um but the first one came out and I think it was like two thousand seven or eight. So they're old, but they're very, very interesting games. Um
0: yeah, Mason really likes that series stalker um, yeah. yeah yeah stalker is super good so maybe if we have you back on you and you and mason can gab about I, stalker I, I would totally i would t- i would spend a whole episode talking about <laughs> fucking stalker i love that i love those games did you hear about the drama about like the guys leaving that studio and like trying to kick start basically what was another stark stalker game and there was yeah, like but all it wasn't this like the it wasn't it, it was like fake or something right? yeah yeah it was like yeah and then there's like an ip battle behind it and all this yeah stuff.
2: um yeah it's really weird i know I know those guys, like the original guys that made it, grew up during the Chernobyl explosion. Um, oh God! A lot of yeah. them were like very small children, and then their families were evacuated. Uh, so they had like personal ties to these games, which is very, very cool um, to see them like realize the uh, like a universe sort of based on
0: that tragedy, um, which is very, very interesting. That's cool. Yeah, I had a creative writing professor who um, went to Chernobyl. Oh, and interesting! Just visited it because the radiation there is actually not that bad. Like they have demarcated areas, like you can walk on the sidewalk. If you walk off the sidewalk, you'll start being bombarded with radiation. Right. Um, There's obviously different different types of radiation. He had a piece of glass that um uh, emitted alpha radiation. Yeah. And alpha radiation, like, won't penetrate your skin. Right. Alpha mm-hmm. radiation is is not that harmful. Right. If you don't ingest it. So he had this piece of glass that he could handle. It wasn't a big deal. But it's like if he ate it, which he wouldn't eat a piece of glass. But if he ate it, right. he'd be dead. Mm-hmm. Like right. for, In more ways than one because... It would just start bombarding your right. body with yeah. alpha radiation. Yeah, he'd,
2: he'd have radiation poisoning.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: The game has a bunch of, like, uh, they, they take a lot of lengths to uh, very much explain the universe, um, which is pretty cool. Like, a lot of sci-fi, um, like, Star Wars is probably the classical example where it's just, like, yeah, we have the Force, and that makes it, like, science, fantasy, or whatever. Right. But, like, Star like, Wars... Uh, stalker is one of those science fiction universes that everything is like meticulously He's like explained. if you want to find the document somewhere in the in the game world that explains like the existence of this one enemy that you killed mm-hmm. then you can find it which is very it makes it very cool
0: mass effects like that yeah like you have fi- a codex yeah, that just explained everything yep i really like that yep yep cool all right we need game worlds sam thank you for coming on dylan we're it's been a pleasure a left hand shake yeah, i like man. this yeah <laughs> <laughs> ruthie thank you for coming on
1: thanks for having me yeah
0: we'll definitely have you guys on again yeah um, for sure cool. this is really fun i want to get a lot of the the game jam people on yeah um, and i also want to get the instant replay live guys
1: oh they're yeah. a hoot they're yeah. so much fun
0: compete with them for like just be talking over them each other the entire time <laughs> like no i got the joke no i got the joke um but yeah they were really cool during the gold game jam thing yeah so yeah cool um you should really do that um uh, like sort your of your favorite f- game your favorite yeah. game yeah. dissection type thing that yeah. was, that's that's pretty cool idea i like yeah. that yeah i want i want to do that so maybe when the guys come back from their time out of state and we can get just start doing Darwin. the rounds with yeah. everyone be like yeah, all man. right pick a game it'll be a lot of fun we'll go through uh shit what game did you say oh we'll do this this Mi- oh d- missed <laughs> be,
2: miss, or darwinia we darwinia. can do too yeah and I, would,
0: I would, I would do mist, and then, we we also could do, do <laughs> Animal Crossing, which would have to find completely illegal means of playing and <laughs> videotaping mm, oh. Animal Crossing. Just emulate it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Well, thanks, guys. Yeah,
2: yeah.
3: been fun. Awesome.
0: Fun? Cool.